Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. (laughs) Welcome to Drinking Bros, kids. Got a spooky, scary Halloween show today in the middle of April, I feel like. Uh, But before we get to our guest and uh, the spooky, scary stories out there, um, I just cracked a a hard AF seltzer, D'Anthony, because our beloved Tampa Bay Rays, who we are a uh, proud official sponsor of for the booze, are undefeated still to start the season. They're 11-0. Yeah. Yeah. What's the record? Who's got it? It's 13-0, and and I believe it's Ty. Bob, you can check this out, but I think it's the um, 84... I'm sorry, the 87 Brewers and the 82 Braves, I believe. Okay. The last two teams to go 13-0. and 13-0, and and then yeah. so 14-0 would do it, and we would own the record. And yes, I'm saying we, because we're part of the ownership, I feel like. Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, good. I, I, well, I, yeah, good. I, can't, I can't really co-sign all that. Cause I can't. Some of that stuff you said was dumb. But. Yeah, no, but I can't. I feel like an owner there. You know, I feel like I'm making decisions. I, you mean governor, I would imagine. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Shit. God You're not allowed to say it, owner anymore. Yeah. Hello, governor. Uh, by the way, some <laughs> listeners hit us up, Bob. Is that from Oliver Twist? Uh, I mean, that's the way those assholes talked. Yeah. I know, but was that Please, specific? Sir, I have some line? more. Uh, you know, it's from a lot of different things. Fucking newsies and shit. Yeah. <laughs> the listeners were trying to figure it out based on Bob's musical theater background, and Oliver Twist was DM'd to me a bunch, and I was like, you know what? Or, or uh, Eliza Doolittle, maybe that time frame. They probably mm-hmm. use that kind of the Cockney okay. uh, Victorian era. Yeah. English. Uh, we will be there over Memorial Day weekend at the Rays game uh, and the Rowdies <laughs> the night before. So we're going to the Rays game on Sunday. Tampa Bay Rowdies on Saturday night. We'll be drinking hard AF seltzer inside the stadium. Uh, cheers to all you guys who have been going out to the ballparks uh, so far over the last couple weeks and buying it. Charles Zeller was there last night with his family plowing through hard AF seltzers his daughter was a Red Sox fan sorry but the Rays had to take them down friend his uh, entire family's in prison now are they yeah yeah pop her up on the screen there there you go um boom so if you want to follow her she's at uh at Alexa dot Christine Christine with a K with a K and Alexa (laughs) just like the the Amazon there how did Charles Charles is a South Florida guy how did he end up with a fucking Red Sox daughter by the way the Red Sox get owned by Tampa Bay always i know it's crazy like that's the the, they're like the achilles heel for the red sox absolutely crazy but uh cheers to all you guys we appreciate the pictures we'll repost them and uh sorry you lost but not really we're going for the record and like i said i feel like i own the team so whatever right there uh today we got a special guest here very special (laughs) shane cashman is here uh author of tales from the inverted world Ghosts of the Civil War, and uh, I'm amped about getting into this, but first of all, uh, do you work with TimCast? I do, yeah. I'm a staff writer at TimCast News. How is that? It's awesome. D'Anthony was on the show, and uh, he really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, How's Tim as a boss? It's great. I was hired to write an article a week, and then it turned into me writing books, and I get to travel around and uh, just come up with ideas, and he sends me around. That's awesome. awesome. And it's it's on the dime? So, like, it's on the company dime? Yeah, it's it's a dream job. God damn. I was a fucking professor for 10 years in a terrible college world. Wow. Let's hear it. Drop the college. Oh, it was terrible. It was just all the caricatures you could imagine. They're true. What was the name of the college? Uh, Manhattanville College and uh, SUNY Orange. And they both. uh, Oh, shit. You were up in New York. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I'm from. Uh, And COVID just accelerated how terrible 
colleges were. So I quit. Uh, and then Tim kind of just showed up and was like, I'll hire you. So what's so awful about being a college professor these days? Because with <sighs> 10 years, uh, pun intended, yeah. I'm sure you had tenure. Um, yeah. yeah. So. I didn't. No, I didn't. I was an adjunct professor. So I was like a fake professor working full time. Oh, uh, fuck. So, so you didn't yeah. want to be like... I wanted to be a real professor. I thought that was the path. Yeah. But the, the school sucks because for I taught writing and, you know, you could already see kids not wanting to. Uh, they were self-censoring themselves. They didn't want to write things that they thought would offend people. Uh, so I had to deal with that. And then it, every semester just got worse and worse where it ended with one little girl who grew up in some cul-de-sac in Pennsylvania looking at me when she was introducing herself saying, I'll never learn anything from like a white guy like you. And like, I'm like, wow, you're, you feel confident saying this in front of an entire class. That's crazy. No way. Yeah. So I was, I was out. Uh, the Zoom teaching was terrible. That made everything worse. So yeah, I, I had to bounce. Yeah. So from what I know of the, the professor world, I've got a few friends uh, that are professors. Mm -hmm. um, they said it was very political to, oh, yeah. to get the job of professor. So from going from... Uh, what, what do you call it? An adjunct? Yeah, an adjunct. Yeah. Which, to, the, to the next level. Yeah. They said it's super political. Yep. And then once they're in, they were like, we're in and we're here for life. Yeah, and we yeah. don't really fucking care it's anymore. It's a Supreme Court justice job. Yes. Like, that's exactly what it is. And they're at, at Manhattanville, uh, which is where I also went for a master's degree, which is another mistake of my life. But uh, there was 400 professors and 300 of them were adjuncts. So Fuck. the kids are paying a ton of fucking money to go there. And uh, they're, I don't know where the tuition's going. Uh, it's going to administrative <laughs> fees, so it's exactly um, you're yeah. Right. You're right. The uh, the the cost for professors at a university have gone up about twenty seven percent relative to inflation over the last forty years, and two thousand percent for administrative fees. Right. Yeah, I was living under the poverty line all those years as an adjunct. Yes, going between two different colleges, working full time. I was also a furniture mover at an auction gallery and a freelance writer. Well, that's why Indiana so. Jones had that side job as an archaeologist. Yeah, exactly. yeah you have to <laughs> exactly. That, and you got to hustle. So every now and again, this is my theory about the whole Indiana Jones series. He was banging so many co-eds, he had to go on the lam from time to time probably. to avoid prosecution. That's what I Back then, it was probably underage. Because that was like the Jerry Lee Lewis era where it was just like, oh, she's 14? Cool. I mean, that'll <laughs> got play. to bounce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to go. Got to do what I got to do. I got parental consent. <laughs> yeah. So, well, signed the form. Steven Tyler did. Triplicate. You know, I get he, everything in triplicate. And <laughs> then I copy it and reprint it out on dot matrix. Steven so, Tyler uh, got that, that, that girl's mom to sign off on that. And he's oh, really? in a bad lawsuit now. What oh, about Carl Malone? Did he get the 13-year-old? He got pregnant parents' permission? Or? I think there was some money that exchanged hands with Carl Malone. That's my guess. Damn, the postman? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you don't know that? I don't know. That he always, de on, he always delivers. He always delivers, dude. Doesn't matter what age. <laughs> he delivered a I cream pie to a 13 year Yeah, you don't need a, an ID there, brother. You can just go ahead and sign for that Speaking package. Speaking of cream pie and teenagers, uh, we've got this funny Martin Luther King thing going on. Yeah. And that's what he's most known for. His cream his pie and teenagers, teenagers yeah. and then he also uh, led the civil civil rights, uh, eh. uh, eh, whatever movement. I've heard um, of it. So this is wild. Since you work for Tim Cast, <laughs> yeah. obviously you guys see this type of shit every day. Yeah. Uh, this was uh, actually on our buddy um, Ruben's character uh, on his fucking uh, Instagram. And uh, do you remember when I made Ruben blush? Telling that exact story about MLK constantly cream pieing sixteen-year-olds. It's yeah. the only time I've ever seen that man get embarrassed in in my entire life. Yeah, it's really funny. So Good. he does, I, and we know him in real life. So he does this little character. Well, he'll kind of introduce these clips. And it's funny, yeah. and it's like, ah, what is this? And, he's a really uh, good presenter, yeah. He's great. Um, and uh, we're big fans of this guy, and I follow him on Instagram. So I caught this late last night. 
I was uh, watching the Hawks game, obviously, from being from Atlanta. I'm a diehard Hawks fan. And they won. Shout out to MyBookie.com on that one. Uh, and I scrolled through this, and I went through this video five times trying to understand what the joke was. And it turns out this was the same person. So this is one of the two Tennessee state legislature people that got kicked out of their hearings last week mm -hmm. because they were protesting or whatever. Now, I think that's stupid. You shouldn't be kicking elected people out of a fucking hearing like that. But uh, this is really funny. This is really funny because this was the guy that got voted out. Mm -hmm. Everybody was up in arms in Tennessee about. And it was him and a woman, I believe. It was, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and Well, originally it was three of them. I, I think the third girl, when it came up to the votes, was just under the cap, so she didn't have to leave. Him and another woman had to leave. But this was the story we said two weeks ago where they stormed the Capitol over the gun violence thing. And people said, you know, this was the insurrection in and, and there. And they were part of, you know, a couple thousand people that went in. Now, me personally, uh, left and right, January 6th and this fucking case right here. If you're an elected official, guess what, man? You do the wrong thing. People are going to be pissed off about it. You want to protest? That's where you work. They're going to come there and do it. I don't have a problem on January 6th. I don't have a problem with it here. What I do have a problem with is this guy pretending to be Martin Luther King seven years later. Bob, go ahead and play this clip. I'm Jay Pearson, and I'm running for president of BSG. There are a few reasons that we're running this campaign this year. One has to do with representation. How can we represent all voices in a conversation? I wanted to do this by partnering with organizations from the Boone Democrats to the Boone Republicans. Like the NRA and gun lobbyists might win. But all that was good news for us. I don't know how long this Saturday in the state of Tennessee might last. But oh, we have good news, folks. We've got good news that Sunday always comes. I mean, I can't believe it. I can't believe that it's the same person. Go back and show one more time. So like, just this last time, Bob, I, I watched this last night like five times, but all right, so this picture right here, this is him seven years ago. Very clean cut, businessman, uh, you know, looks like he's working hard for the people. Also has a very uh, distinctive kind of white voice. Um, uh, you mean he just speaks English properly? Maybe. maybe. <laughs> that's, that, this is a big problem with all of this fucking stupid culture war shit that's going on. Anything that is normal, that is to say speaking normally, having a steady job, educating yourself, those are all traits of whiteness according to these intersectional cunts. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But yeah. that's not whiteness. That's just doing the right shit in life. They said even keeping a schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Pantries. We did, the, we did the whole 28 <laughs> things that are racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, did that. we did it a couple yeah. weeks fucking ago. Retarded. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. But play it one more time. So as you can see here, uh, unbelievable orator, <laughs> I guess you would say at the beginning of this, seven years ago, um, does not have a gigantic afro and uh, certainly doesn't talk like a minister here. So you just one more time for the people because this is fucking I'm wild. Pearson, and I'm running for president of BSG. There are a few reasons that we're running this campaign this year. One this is how he really talks in yes. real life. Yes. How can we represent Like when he's at home talking to his family, that's how he that's talks. It. I wanted to do this by partnering with organizations from the Boone Democrats to the Boone Republicans. Like the NRA <laughs> and gun lobbyists might win. Oh, he's got glasses on too. Oh, like yeah, dude. Glasses. oh yeah, he's. I think he may have watched that uh, new Harlem show that has Forrest Whitaker in it. He's like, you know what? Fuck it, man. Oh, we have good news, folks. We've got good news that Sunday always comes. 
Huh. How mm. long till that's wow, sampled on dude. a rap track? I don't know, but it's like, can you do that? Yeah. Even as a black guy, can you do Martin Luther King? Yeah. Way <laughs> down in Alabama. Well, the only other guy that I know that does it is Michael Eric Dyson. Right? Oh, yeah. You know him? The uh, Reverend yeah. Michael. He's a yeah. fucking piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he's got type 2 diabetes as well. Holy yeah, shit, that, dude. Imagine if I shit. did a show like that. I mean, just a whole fucking show. We should. Shane <laughs> Cashman. I, I feel good. You saved me. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, the, the, the character he's playing in the, the earlier one, which may or may not be his real self, reminds me of the character from that show, the Atlanta, Donald Glover show, yeah, where yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, white, the, the black guy says he identifies as a white guy in his 30s. You know? yeah. That's who that sounds like. Who knows? Uh, Was he in college at that point? What is you, that what that what is? What do you guess? Like, do you think... Do you think that was him? And then just, just at one point there was a switch, or do you think the second guy is him? Probably is, is BSG. Is that what he says? Is that a college or? You know uh, what that is? It's. I think it's. It's one of those like junior political organizations in college. Yes. Okay, so yeah. so it, go, it kind of segues back to what we were saying earlier about me leaving college. Yeah, you can look at that's like 2016 or so. You can see where we are now and how if you stay in that system, it will derange your brain. It, it will could rot be yourself. Uh, Battlestar Galactica as well. <laughs> I hope it's that. That would be I way better. Prefer that. I'm not sure what he'd be oh, running for because boy. it's a fucking battle star, but <laughs> yeah, it would be better than whatever that was. I mean, the weird thing is, like, my college self and right now is. I mean, I'm drinking right now the same as in the yeah, middle I'm of the afternoon. The same. Yeah, the same as I did in college. Yeah. Nothing has changed yeah. for me except for professions. I so guess that was that yeah. was 2017. Um, okay, so a six lot's years, happened. A lot's five happened. years ago, probably five and some change. That's years a ago. healthy diet yeah. of media, college. You know that social media turns him into that character that he's playing now. Unless he was playing a character then too. Who mm. let's get a video from? Yeah, 10 exactly. Years ago, so you know, like, which, is, which is which, right? This is probably Who's fake. the real guy. The fro doing the "I Have a Dream" speech is probably fake virtue signaling to social media, and then you know he'll he'll be. But usually, we were talking about this before the show. Usually, Black Twitter comes after people like this, and they're like, "Hey, dude, we're not having this bullshit." Wouldn't that wouldn't that feel like it would be offensive to a a community that feels like they're underserved? Like if you came to the South as a New York, if Trump came to to politic to do retail politics in the South, Mm -hmm. he's like, "Hey, y'all, what's up, man?" And just started talking to some fucking stupid hillbilly accent. People be like, "Nah, man, we're not doing that." It's it reminds me of how ridiculous it was when Hillary Clinton pulled out the hot sauce in the Breakfast Club. And she's trying to pander to them, being like, "I always have hot sauce in my purse." Oh yeah, yeah. So like the three, like it's like Charlemagne and them. Yeah. Like, oh, um, okay. So, but but politicians have a history of going around, kind of picking up on the accent to sound more endearing to the people. You know, the Hillary only, has a history of that. The only sure. one who I can remember faking an accent worse was uh, the Brian Kelly when he went from Notre Dame to LSU and gave that fake Southern accent speech. <laughs> To the whole gym, well, and you were just like, oh, Ilaria, boy. Ilaria oh, yeah, Laurie Baldwin. Shit. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Usually and, it's a yeah. white person who fakes it, <laughs> and, not, and Madonna. She faked right. when yeah, she was she married to Guy British, yeah. She faked being British for like 10 years. Now I'm offended. This is a white thing, and you're going to take this from us? <laughs> right, this is appropriation. I have a dream today. <laughs> we can't, we, we oh, can't have anything. Double blackface is white person appropriation. Yeah. Yeah. Is that's, that what this terrible. is? Is he doing blackface on a blackface? Somebody that wrote a Federalist article about it called it Black to Black Trans. Man, yeah, which he's is pretty fucking down. funny, and I think appropriate and accurate as well. Yeah, 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 he's definitely reaching for a certain type of tone that he doesn't have organically, and he knows what he's doing. He knows how it's going to look on social media, and the people who you were saying about Black Twitter usually calling him out. Yeah, I think they hate the people who hate him more 
So they'll go after those people rather than going after him. Is that where we are now, though? It's like, hey, dude, do we? Who do we hate the most? And now, all right, I hate this guy, but what is he against? And all right, yes. I hate that person more. And then you're, yes. it's like a circle of hatred where you're like, all right, which which side of this? Every on? every tragedy we have now is partisan. People it can't is, be yes. murdered without it being Correct. turned into a partisan thing, thing. So we are totally in that world. Correct. Nothing can happen without you being labeled a certain type of political persuasion. And it's spilled over into my own life, which I've said this on the show numerous times. I, I'm starting to feel crazy about it because mm-hmm. it has spilled over. Mm-hmm. Like, take that Nashville shooting, which this is what these guys were protesting over, yep. right? It was guns. Yep. Um, and it's fine. Protest over whatever you want, but yeah. just don't be pissed off when somebody storms a government building because you're an elected official. Yeah. That's your fucking job. That's, that's our where you house live. To storm. It is. Sure. Right. Is. Yeah. I, I felt that way about the Capitol building. Yeah. I feel this way about the one in Nashville, two different sides of the spectrum, Republicans and Democrats on that one. Yeah. I don't have a problem with either of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with this, when you look at something like this and somebody who's fucking doing this shit, you're just like, what is going on? I feel nuts. Mm-hmm. And then I felt even more nuts when the shooting happened, because the first thing I thought was, isn't a white guy? I know. Dead serious. But that's, that's now in, ingrained in my mind right. where I'm like, you've been conditioned. Right, fuck. Yes. You've been conditioned. Well, We've was. all been conditioned. It was a white guy. It was. That, that I, and I felt like pretending <laughs> to be a white woman, but <laughs> right. But no, on, on the, the one in Nashville. Uh, oh, yes. The, the yeah. one in Nashville was the trans. Um, but the uh, right. the other one that just happened was a banker. What was that yesterday or yeah. two days ago in yeah. Louisville? Yeah. Um, and I, same thing. I was like, oh, fucking little white guy. Mm-hmm. And I was, yeah. They want you to feel that way. I was in East Palestine, Ohio, two weeks ago, writing about what happened there, just seeing what was going on. And when I was there, Nashville happened. So I was thinking about how this country has just become a revolving door of tragedy. And every tragedy is partisan because even in East Palestine, every it, it's, it's super Trump. Yeah, yes, super yes, Trump. Yes, yes. Trump was there. He bought everyone McDonald's. Buttigieg showed up for like a second for a photo op. But people were, I, I heard from locals, I haven't verified it, but people said they were kicked out of that. Uh, there was a kind of a, a public speaking event on a sidewalk, on a public sidewalk. They were. And yep. they were, I think there was a reporter dragged out of another thing. But everything was before Buttigieg and them got there because okay. uh, they didn't want any confrontation. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And rightfully, look. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'm surprised they that people, the people. In, in East Palestine didn't tear his fucking legs off they his body. They need to face those people. Those people are hurting. Like it's so bad. And just last night or two nights ago, uh, one of the trucks carrying all the chemicals out of East Palestine uh, was in a crash. So all the toxic uh, chemicals are now on the road. I and saw it's, that. It's really yeah. bad. But even there, you see people have turned it into something partisan. People don't care about them because they voted a certain way. And then Nashville happens. That's another partisan thing. Yes. The banker thing. I, I haven't even followed the banker. It's hard to keep up. It is. It is hard to keep up. And the only reason I knew it is Dan and I are uh, so many police officers listen to our show. Yeah. We'll usually get a text message. So that Louisville one, dude, I forgot Dexter Pitts was on the show a few months ago. <clears throat> so he was the one that texted me right after it happened. Uh, he said a guy, I'm going to read it here. He said a, a rookie officer four days on the job was yeah one he of the graduated ones the academy late march i think shot in fuck, the head yeah. fuck that um he said he was stable but in critical condition mm-hmm. and uh, uh you know we'll see what happens there but yeah you're right every week it is something different every week it is something <clears throat> yeah partisan and then and, and then that person the guy who shot in the head we'll f- forget about him right like we've forgotten about east palestine yes and we just keep moving through all this shit uh you know it rom- reminded me of when uh, that pulse nightclub shooting happened remember mm-hmm. that Mm-hmm. The night before that happened, a guy in my town in New York had his throat slit open in a grocery store nearby. That was a tragic event that we were all like, holy fuck. And then the next day, Pulse happens. That, and it's not like that was uh, national news in my town, but it was a local right. crazy shocking event. Pulse happens and you just see this tragedy 
steamroll tragedy after tragedy and you just forget and uh it's super i, I can i can see how people become apathetic mm. to yeah, all this bullshit. And, and, and unless you know the people or unless you're directly involved yeah it's become so common now with with mm -hmm. tragedies not just guns but mm -hmm. everything else like east, mm -hmm. east palestine or yep. uh ukraine whatever the fuck is right. going on that you're just kind of used to it and then the next day you wake up and it's like all right great it trends on twitter for a couple hours yeah and then somebody will drop 50 in an nba game and then they'll become the story and then the next thing the masters or whatever it is exactly um well a lot of it is also you know manufactured consent from the media because they decide what does and doesn't get coverage true yep. right that's so, so true if you have a gun debate with anybody that isn't pretty knowledgeable about the second amendment and about actual gun stats in this country you're going to hear a lot about school shootings uh, they account for about seven a year, seven total deaths a year mm -hmm. in school shootings over the last 25 years, where uh, about seven to 10,000 black kids between 15 to 25 get murdered on the streets of urban cities every single year, mm -hmm. right? 70% uh, of those deaths are handguns in urban centers. And those aren't covered at and all. all we don't hear anything about, about it. Yeah. And 65% and of all gun deaths are suicide, but nobody don't oh, yeah. talks about any of this stuff. It's about the 1.6 or so percent that are committed with rifles. Yep. Because it's a big, scary-looking gun, and they want to take it away from you, right? Right. Uh, an and assault with, rifle. Yeah, with the banker, uh, this one was uh, a rifle. It was a long rifle. So, you know, they couldn't say AR-15 in this one. This was a long rifle, and uh, a bunch of people had made remarks on social media that uh, when the governor delivered a speech, that he was crying, and he had tears in his eyes. Mm -hmm. um, and reason being is two of his friends were actually killed inside that bank, and he was Good friends with them and everything else, and they were like, and that's even more division on social media, where they mm -hmm. were like, great, you're going to cry for them, but not the other people who were getting shot and everything mm -hmm. else because you know them. And yep, you can't that, even mourn without it being political. No. <laughs> and that's that was another thing that was a, a great debate on Twitter as well. Yeah. And it's never ending. And then tomorrow it will be something else. Mm -hmm. If not tonight, who mm -hmm. knows? Like, yeah. I don't even know like if we can suffer a national tragedy, like a really horrible thing again, without that even becoming. I mean, I was really young for 9-11. I was in high school. And I'm sure there were people older than me who have turned that into a partisan thing as they you know, there's a lot of fucked up shit that we could probably could be debating about 9-11. But, you know, I, at the time, at the age I was, it felt like we had come together, at least in my community. We were like, fucking, oh, shit, what was going on? You know, it felt, you know, scary, but we were uh, coming together to help each other like it was in East Palestine with those people helping each other. But it's at this point, if we experience something really big, I feel like we'll just fucking turn on each other. Hard. Yeah. And for me, were you in, were you over there already at that point for 9-11 or did you join afterwards? I joined after, yeah. Okay. So for me, I remember where I was. I was yeah. in Los Angeles yep. um, and, you know, California is super fucking left. Los Angeles is super fucking left. But nobody they really had a Republican. But governor. they did. And yeah. nobody really talked about yeah. it. And so like it, that shit didn't really change until Well, Obama. that wasn't until 04, right? Didn't Gray Davis get uh, uh, recalled in 04? Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Got, yeah, he got recalled. And then uh, Schwarzenegger mm. was in there. But even then, yeah. nobody really cared about politics that much. And like you didn't really know. It wasn't until Obama yeah. kicked off in yeah. there. I felt like it was Obama and Palin, at least for mm -hmm. Los Angeles and California. Yeah, People really started to kind of go at each other's throats a little yep, bit. Yep. Um, I thought Palin was a joke candidate anyways, right. and I thought McCain couldn't win, so I yeah. didn't really give a shit yeah. at that point. Yeah. I was like, eh. I was able to look at the outside looking in and being like, yeah, dude, there's crowds down the streets um, waiting for this guy to speak. Same with Trump. Yep. And I knew both of those candidates were going to win. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't that wasn't really a, a surprise to me, uh, but now it is. Thinking about that, though, that's funny. about Thinking about Palin in particular, 
uh, that to me signals a time when people started to believe in the caricature of someone rather than the real person because Tina Fey did the Palin caricature. And then she was saying quotes on SNL that people believed Palin said in real life. Yes. You know, that, and then we see that with Trump, yep. people for Obama for sure too. Uh, so it's like we can't even distinguish reality from fiction. Well, not only that, but SNL knew what they were doing with that. Oh, yeah. So uh, during Bush's uh, presidency, and this, yep. everybody says, if you go back and, and read that, uh, that election, uh, that this helped shape that election mm-hmm. was Palin being on, or uh, Tina Fey doing Palin on Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah. Which it totally did. Yeah. Um, it was because they had made Bush so lovable on the show mm-hmm. that the shit he was doing at the time yep. wasn't fucking great, but this, the public sentiment was, oh, well, it's Will Ferrell. It's just right. this happy, dumb guy. They made and, it easy to love him. Yes. Yep. And then with Palin, they started digging a little more, right? right. Yep. And then after that, yep. with Trump, on the second go-rounds, they cast uh, Alec Baldwin to yep. do it. Mm-hmm. And they said, hey, we're going to ramp up the intensity of this. We're going to make him nastier, yep. meaner. Yep. And that way, hopefully, it drives people away from this at the vote. For sure. Taron Killam was a great uh, Trump. I don't know if you remember him from SNL. He, yes. he, he played Trump before Baldwin, and uh, Baldwin, yeah, Baldwin's uh, character was just bullshit. You know, it, it was there was no, uh, it was just based in hate, right? It, they didn't want to show you any type of empathy, which is where a good uh, impersonation c- should come from. You know, mm-hmm. when it's rooted in some type of some type of truth. Yeah, but it's not there anymore. It's not there anymore. No. It's all gone. Yeah. And uh, you know, even back in the day, they were fine with a white guy playing Obama. Yeah. Um, so when I, because I was up for SNL at the time, yeah. and they said, "Hey, it would be helpful. You need to turn in two characters, two celebrities." They were like, "They're looking for an Obama right now." I asked my agent, "I was like, you fucking joking?" And I was like, "I'm white," and they were like, "They don't care." And I was didn't, like, didn't Fred Armisen play him? Yeah, yeah. so some wait, as well. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what his is. He like Armenian or some shit, or what is he? He's white, but yeah, yeah what he is. he's got. He's, some, he's definitely not black. No, yeah. he's not black. <laughs> Certainly not, he's black, yeah. not black. He's like yeah. part Hispanic, I think. Mm. Right. But the wildest part about it was because at that point is uh, is the camera. What's up over there, Georgia? Okay. Uh, the audio got weird there for a second. It got, um, it got janky for, yeah, for a sec. Giorgio likes to strangle bait with some of those cables. And that's fine. Let him strangle bait and hang from the ceiling. Yeah. But uh, the wildest thing about it was um, during that period, uh, I was at Funny or Die doing sketches for them in between movies. Mm. Jordan Peele was already doing a Lights Out Obama. Impre- I mean, it was, it's the best. Yeah, yeah. And he auditioned and didn't get it. Holy shit. And then they gave it to Fred Armisen. Holy shit. I was at Upright Citizens Brigade. Oh, were you? Yeah, I, I, that was my dream. Was to, you know, this is pre-teaching. I was wanted to go write sketches. Half of that cast went on yeah. to SNL. Yeah. But how do you look at that and be like, all right, we're going to sing, what was the song when Hillary lost? Oh, Hallelujah. They all got together yeah, and yeah. sang Hallelujah yeah. on a piano. Yeah. How do you go nope. from that to not casting an actual black guy for Obama mm-hmm. and Jordan Peele? Because Jordan Peele ended up doing it on his own show when he got on a Comedy Central. Yeah. And it destroyed You know what you should do sometime? Go, Peele, yeah. Go to, a, uh, go to a pro-union event in the Midwest, and you'll hear, you'll, you can see a bunch of thick-calved white people singing, We Shall Overcome. And a bunch of black people standing around like, oh, this isn't good. <laughs> I've, I've had uh, probably a dozen, uh, including one of my really dear friends that lives there, uh, who's in politics on the Democratic side, um, say like, yeah, I'm kind of, it, it's a little weird to hear all these white people singing old Negro spirituals, <laughs> to be honest, about their fucking teaching jobs. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is a, this is a little bit out of pocket, I think. <laughs> It is. But there's no sense of irony on the left. That's a problem. No. There's no sense of irony and fundamentalism. That's right. the problem, right? And the thing you're saying about SNL is they, they, the, the left tends to just be the racist ones, like openly, when they talk about being not racist. So they'll do the thing where they will take away the job from a black person who actually deserves it and give it to 
a white person while still virtue signaling being like, hey, we're the good people here. Well, they sure the fuck didn't on SNL, no. and now they're singing Hallelujah within yeah. 10 years later. Yep. You know who else didn't get on SNL and was brought in specifically to do Obama? No. But potentially. Who was it? Donald Glover. No Shut the shit. fuck up. No yeah. shit. Does he do a good Obama? I don't know if I've seen his. Uh, uh, I think he had one. I mean, he it, can do fucking... I've never a, seen him do it. In a sketch show, I think that dude would be really fucking good. But I mean, Jordan Peele ended up... In my opinion, Key and Peele was the best sketch show maybe ever. I, I mean, other than SNL in the early days. Chappelle? Like, Chappelle, show. Chappelle? Chappelle was great, but, but like, only, it's two, only two, really, two yeah. seasons. The I, third season was shit. Yeah. But Key and Peele has some amazing... They bitch. didn't miss for eight yeah. years. I yeah, mean, yeah. it was I know. fucking insane. Dude. I'm glad yeah. they didn't make it on SNL because and Donald Glover because Same. Atlanta's an amazing show. And I love I love oh, Donald yeah, Glover's yeah, stuff. Yeah. His music is... Uh, I don't know about his movie that he, that he put out. I didn't watch that, but the show is great. The music's great. And Jordan... I mean, Key and Peele. They all did well, but uh, speaking of which, it's it's Adi brought up Donald Glover. So he just did an interview yesterday, the day before, and uh, he said on 30 Rock, you know, because he was a a writer there, he goes, dude, Tina Fey told me that I was a diversity hire. That's the only reason I got the job. And um, because they were trying to diversify the writer's room, uh, it was between him and Kenya Barris, and Kenya Barris ended up blowing up years later. And uh, and he goes, that's it. And he goes, I always had a weird feeling about it there. And he goes, I used to have these stress dreams because I was the only black guy there. And then apparently through NBC's diversity program, you didn't have to pay them uh, the same money as yeah, other writers. Yeah, they parodied all this on 30 Rock. Oh, so they, they did? The, the character twofer on 30 Rock was, they did a whole episode about how he was a diversity hire, <laughs> then he quit the show, then he came back as a normal hire or whatever. It was so funny. No fucking <laughs> way. Funny. Did he write that episode then? He no. may have. That'd be good to know. I don't think he wrote that episode. How, I think the reason they picked Glover, though, because I read this a long time ago, uh, was that they, didn't, they also didn't have anyone like under a certain age. Mm. So um. they needed like someone who knew... like. Like they didn't have any kids on the show. They didn't have anyone in like their early tw- mid yeah. early mid twenties who could like mit- write a joke that someone that age might. He like. He also does a really good Tracy Morgan caricature impression. Werewolf, bar but they mitzvah. only used it Look twice, up. I think, in the entire yeah. seven have, seasons. Have you yeah. heard Werewolf, Werewolf Bar Mitzvah? Werewolf Bar Mitzvah. It's a great song. <laughs> I, when I heard the Tina Fey quote with Donald Glover, I was like, maybe do you think Tina was joking? Because it could be a joke. I, that's right? what it seemed like to me, and and he took it a wrong, a different way, perhaps. Perhaps. I think as the years have gone by, yeah. and this is just my personal feeling, because yeah. I love Atlanta. I'm a huge fan of the show. But yeah. like, they were tackling black themes that he doesn't really, he didn't go through in life. One, two, right. he's married to a white woman. Right. Um, and yeah. it's like, if you were really all about the culture and everything else, right. like, uh, that's another thing that black Twitter will come after you real fucking Wait, don't quick. Don't you think part of like, the hey, culture we lost another one. Don't you think right. it's stealing the white woman? Maybe. Uh, the NBA <laughs> went back for the home team. <laughs> I think that's, that's Maybe. gotta be part of it. Maybe. For Who's the Justin NBA, Pearson married to? Oh, that's we a great question. Up. Yeah. Probably, he's only probably 29. Not so probably nobody. Probably not. Le- not Bob, married. who is uh, Justin Pearson married to? No, if he was in college, then he'd have to be 29 now. He's 29. Yeah. Oh my God. Is that picture on Wikipedia? They're using the Afro one. Oh yeah. They're not using the old one. Boy. Someone should change that. Uh, if you're <laughs> listening on Wikipedia, go change that picture to the old one. Um, Just change it to that, to that uh, news anchor character that Dave Chappelle does in whiteface. <laughs> or change it to Martin Luther King. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Way down in Alabama. Just keep, I have a tripwire for that over and over again. 
for the I Have a Dream speech. <laughs> that's really I, embarrassing for, just, for him, for me, for all of it, anybody America. In it. I yeah, cringed, and it wasn't me, and I was just like, oh my god. So but he's I basically stop like it. the fucking uh, Larry the Cable Guy of American politics. Great. So you're saying he's yeah. going to be super successful with this new character? No, Maybe. he Maybe. already is. Yeah, we're is, talking is. about him yeah, now. We shouldn't know a state rep in Tennessee that we're nowhere close to here down in Texas. Who's his wife? Do we know? That's just some woman. Like she's not famous or anything. What color is she, Bob? <laughs> she is a black woman. Really? All right. So I mean okay. that you know, okay. he's Good got he's got one Good there. <laughs> now the other part of it is you know, does she know him seven years ago? Yeah, yeah. I need to see right. his blood pressure <laughs> <laughs> and uh, his cupboard. If he uh, even has one, he's yeah. excluded from being black. <laughs> right. According to was it CNN that did that or the Post? One of them said that having a super organized pantry is racist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it was, they uh, call it pantry porn. It's just white women showing off how much food they have. It was oh, nobody flexes with food. They eat God, food, you I dumb bitch. It. Yeah, they nope. eat it. You can't enjoy God, anything Can you imagine anymore? that? Just like fucking walking down the street, eating a hamburger. Fucking homeless people are like, hey, this tastes really good, dude. Sorry about your bad luck. Sorry oh, about your bad luck. It's from my white pantry. So fucking stupid. Where's that pantry? I way down. No, no, no. You just walk off, dude. Um, so the other thing that just popped up here was uh, Hakeem Jeffries, who is uh, obviously the new Speaker of the House there. Uh, there is a controversy surrounding him. I didn't know this, where he defended um, <laughs> Louis Farrakhan. Um, now he says, I have a vague recollection of that. I guess people have been coming after him. I, I've never heard anything about this whatsoever. Is this something that they were digging up from the past? And then all of a sudden he's like, ah, shit, I got to cover is, for this. Uh, if I had to, I haven't looked into it at all, but if I had to guess, he, it's probably something he said, wrote or did in college or something like that, and people are bringing it up now, that is ir- irrelevant to me. If it hasn't happened in the last five or ten years, I don't give a shit. Okay, so it says here so, uh, he's uh, <clears throat> now defending his uncle, uh, shielded from controversy surrounding his uncle, black studies professor Leonard Jeffries, who eventually lost his job over comments about Jewish people. Hmm. I have a, a guess of what the comments were. Uh, I don't know. They Maybe probably might have said yeah. some of them <laughs> a few months ago. Yeah, they probably weren't <laughs> Nick great. Cannon might have said some uh, two years ago. Uh, yeah, but isn't that for black people, that's like flat earth. It's, there, there, there is a pervasive rumor in the black community that black people were jews back in the day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's something yeah. it's like the lost tribe yeah it's yeah. but it's not real obviously and you know uh dna testing makes that pretty easily solvable so maybe knock it off with all that bullshit <laughs> <laughs> so in college here it says uh this here's what happened uh, an unreported college editorial magically i don't even want to hear the rest of this magically popped oh, up this is that's that's fucking interested dumb bullshit <laughs> jeffrey's defended his uncle along with nation of islam leader louis farrakhan uh, writing, do you think that a ruling elite would promote individuals who would seek to dismantle their vice-like grip on power? He added that they were unfairly targeted by white media for challenging the long-standing distortion of history. And uh, well, none of that is untrue. And so then far, he went on to say, uh, <laughs> "I mean, Louis Farrakhan is a piece of shit, but none of what that guy just said is untrue." Yeah. He said in the early he was 90s, also anti-vaccine. Yeah, I'll yeah. give him that. Oh, was he? He was. Kim Jeffries. Oh no, no, uh, Farrakhan. Okay, <laughs> uh, but he also said that uh, these, these comments were made about the involvement of rich Jews in the African slave trade. There it goes. I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, I'm not familiar with that. I am not Possible. familiar with that history. Okay, and a conspiracy planned and plotted uh, and programmed out of Hollywood. Well. 
I'll give you that one too. That's true. Uh, <laughs> all of that, all of that is true in Hollywood, brother. I'll give you that one. Um, of Jewish executives out in Hollywood who are responsible for denigrating Black Americans in films. Not just the, I mean, the music industry in the 1940s and 50s were white Jewish men taking advantage of young black men mostly mm -hmm. and women, but mostly young black men. That's, that's even the Sopranos did an episode about that. And that show was relatively racist. And as yeah. far as executives <laughs> being Jewish in Hollywood, yes, there is a ton of them. Yeah. So I was, by the way, Hakeem Jeffries in a little, uh, a tiny bit of hot water for something else too oh shit more is it from stealing valor from akeem olajuwon no 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 because <laughs> he didn't pick his name i don't he think. didn't no that was god-given the dream shit um he has a mutual friend with clarence thomas really oh, that billionaire yeah harlan crow no shit. no shit yeah oh that's really funny nice eh, so know. is it worse for an elected official the speaker of the house to take gifts from a billionaire or for a supreme court justice well he's the minority leader uh, either way, either way, house, but yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, all of it, and like, here's my feeling about this. And this will go back to what Dan said earlier. I, something you wrote in college and thoughts you had in college versus what you have. Do you want now. to read what I was talking no about when shit, I was 19 dude. years old? I don't have it's a, way oh, worse yeah. than what he said. Right. And I hate uh, Beto O'Rourke was terrible, but they were pulling up things that he wrote 20 years ago right. that were stupid. Right. But I wasn't going to judge my no. opinion on, of him on those things because he was doing a lot of dumb shit from yeah, five to ten don't, years you ago. You don't need to reach back into his past no. very far. But the problem right. is when you start reaching back into everybody's past and yep. then you're digging up shit and then trying to bury them in the future, mm -hmm. then that is going to apply to everybody and he is an unfair target of Somebody this as well. Somebody said something about that. What is it? Judge not lest you be judged, I believe. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah it's like, it's, dude. Th this is a rule in the court as well. Like if you, if you, if the defense introduces a new fact to the case that's irrelevant to anything, the prosecution can then fucking go down that path because you've opened mm -hmm. the door for it. So keep your fucking mouth shut. Shane, you've been on podcast before with Tim, obviously. You know we got some sponsors that put this shit wagon on the air. First and foremost, ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. 50% off the bundle package right now. Half off. Best Savings they've ever had in the, in the history of the company right now. Half off an adjustable base and a mattress sets combined together. I've got it. I love it. I, I've had the goddamn thing for four years. I'm not backing down. However, they got a split king now that everybody's getting. So instead of one remote control, you get two remote controls. It still goes upsy-downsy all around. You can make the both sides vibrate if you want. But if your lava goes to sleep before or after you, uh, you can hit your side of the remotes and you're all good to go. Now, if you're saying to yourself, Ross, God dang it. I've already got the adjustable base. I just need a mattress. That's fine. Type in the promo code Drinking Bros at checkout for 40% off. Earthing in the entire store there. The sheets, uh, the weighted blankets, the covers. Sheets are amazing too. The pillows. Uh, also, if you're getting a new mattress right now, you're getting two free luxury pillows with that. And I can promise you the pillows are just as good as the goddamn mattress. And at checkout, you're going to see a three-year pay-as-you-go program. No interest, as long as you have decent credit over there. And uh, you can walk out of there, including the deals, which are applicable with that, uh, with a brand-new bedroom set for about 20 25 bucks a month. Head on over to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today next up we got firstform.com slash drinking bros got a chance to be drinking bro of the month uh with every single order i think we're gonna start giving out monthly ones as well here 
first form, best in the biz, dude. Uh, you want to talk about eliminating GNC altogether? It's first form. Uh, this company is so big, I can't believe they're a part of this show. Do they watch it? Do they do do they know that the producers are jacked? Like, what is it exactly? I'm not sure. Is it because we're friends with Derek Wida? I don't know. But they've got everything you could possibly want and or need in the supplement world. Uh, look, we've been gun shy about signing on with a supplement company. First form, we've known for years. We trust them. We can vouch for them. Uh, Andy and those guys do a, a bang-up job over there. Uh, they've also got apparel. They've got everything you need over at firstform.com slash drinking bros. So head on over there and peruse their entire catalog. They do it all over there. Uh, they get all the supplements, all the things. They get all the apparel, everything you need to work out in, everything you need to be a better man waking up on a daily basis. They got over at firstform.com forward slash drinking bros. Uh, and if you're looking for uh, the micro factors, uh, every order over there, those those micro factors, dude. That's uh, that'll really get the engines going over there. Uh, you get a chance to be drinking, bro, of the month over there because we want you to improve yourself. Uh, if you need a workout plan, boom, they got it. First Formers got it. If you need the supplements, boom, they got it. If you need the apparel, boom, they got it. Uh, we're looking for people to take care of themselves, uh, stay in shape, because we want you guys to live longer, healthier lives. Go to firstform.com slash drinking bros today and peruse all of their stuff. Uh, we love those guys, dude, and uh, this is going to be a great partnership, hopefully for years to come. They're one of the best in the biz, so you don't want to fuck that up. Next up, we got buyraycon.com slash drinking bros. You're going to get 15% off your headphones today over there. Huge fan of these guys. They've been on the show for years. Same with Ghostbed. First Form's new to this, but they're true to this, dude. I love all their shits. Uh, at buyraycon.com slash drinking bros, you're going to get 15% off your Raycon order. And they don't even care what, what, what you use with it there. You want the earbuds to work out in? Congratulations. Take 15% off. You want the gaming headset, dude, to talk to some dude in Japan while you beat him in fucking Minecraft? Great. Go and get that. Have fun. You want the big dog headphones uh, that I wear to write in and then I wear on, on airplanes to block out the sound and other crying babies, including my own? Great. You can get those too. Raycon is a premium audio at one perfect price point, uh, so you can listen when you want without breaking the bank. These are the only guys that are under uh, a hondo out there in the world that are quality fucking headphones, dude. The only guys in the business. You can go to Beats by, by Dr. Dre and spend fucking five grand and take out a second mortgage, or you can get the same quality and better comfort over it. BuyRaycon.com slash drinking bros. They offer buy now, pay later options. Uh, so right now you can pay as low as $18 at checkouts. They have an easy, free, and return guarantee. They offer two years of product protection insurance for just a few bucks. Uh, and they offer free domestic shipping all at a flat fee, including international, which is nice. Uh, so if you get domestic, it's free. If you get international, they got a flat fee. It's great. 50,000 five-star reviews. Uh, they've got three customizable sound profiles on all of these. On those earbuds, they got those tap functions, the noise isolation, the awareness mode, uh, and those custom gel tips, just the tips uh, for perfect 
most comfortable ear in fit. Uh, and also, if you're making calls on these things, like I'm on, dude, these are great. It's crystal clear every single time. They're water and sweat resistant. Eight hours of playtime in those earbuds. You're good to go. Go to buyraycon.com slash drinking bros today for 15% off your Raycon order. That is buyraycon.com slash drinking bros to score 15% off buyraycon.com slash drinking bros and you're good to go over there last but not least we got ketone iq brain fuel brother take a shot of this and you're up in adam dude uh this is hvmn.com that is hvmn.com brain fuel it's clean energy it's a boost without sugar or caffeine when do you use it you take a shot whenever you need to re-energize the brand name is hvmn which stands for health via modern nutrition please note they are not a keto diet product 60 percent of the tour de france uses ketone iq and a shit ton of military all right the DOD has invested $6 million into this company. Uh, drink this shit every day. Delco is hiding it under his desk right now as we speak. I eventually just had to order it to my house. So what you're going to do is go to HVMN.com. Use promo code DRINKINGBROS at checkout to save 20% off. Again, that is HVMN.com. Promo code DRINKINGBROS for 20% off over there. That keto and IQ, brother, that brain fuel, that clean energy is where it's at. No sugar or caffeine. HVMN.com. Promo code Drinking Bros to save 20% off. Right. Yeah, but it's like, dude, in college in the 90s, you didn't even have social media. You probably wrote a paper. And you were like, well, by hand, because mm-hmm. you had no oh, computers. Yeah. He probably For plagiarized sure. it from one of his uncle's papers because they couldn't check. <laughs> yeah, there was right. no way to check that. It might have been Farrakhan himself. It could have <laughs> been, just, yeah. I just took it off him. Um, but with that, it's like, God, I hate seeing shit like this because I'm with you, Dan. Like, You start nitpicking on people's mm-hmm. past like this. We've all got shit. So, yeah, dude, whoever decided to do this, and I, I, I guess it's Jews. who, I, like, I don't know any Republicans who brought this up. <laughs> It's ridiculous. I'm just uh, tired of it. I'm so tired of the whole thing. Yeah, I, no, I was I was with uh, Kanye after the whole Alex Jones thing happened. Were you really? Yeah. So I was spent like that weekend with him, and he was on about the whole situation. You know, what's the real the, fucking story? Uh, I think it was a. I bit. don't think he's anti. I told him he's fucking uh, Andy Kaufman, and he was basically in the story. He Is said, that what he I wrote said? a story about it. Yeah, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm, I said that to him," but I had heard him talk about Andy Kaufman years and years ago. So I know there's a bit of that in him. Uh, I think it was a lot of a bit. I'm sure he feels a lot of that, you know. But it's the wrong way. bit. Yeah, that's but what he, I thought about uh, Joaquin Phoenix when he did he, that movie, uh, where it was like, "Hey, I like that one too, though." <laughs> but you, in real life, he was just doing drugs and right. was, was right. kind of lost in life. And Everybody's been trying to recreate Hunter Thompson since Hunter Thompson yes. left, right. and no one will ever fucking There's do it. There's only just one stop. Hunter. There's only one Kaufman. Yeah, you're not going to do it. But Kanye's on his other on a whole other shit. Like I, I, I appreciated it because I'm like, he's just starting fires. And I'm, I've been a fan of his for a while, so I'm just seeing someone start fires. I don't think he believes it. I, I talked to him about, uh, you know, you can't say all of one type of person a certain way because, you know, I know people who were, grew up Jewish and poor. Mm-hmm. And you think all, all, you're saying all Jews are, are rich, and, and a lot of them are, and a lot of them are in Hollywood. But I mean, we had a pretty good conversation about all that stuff. But, yeah, uh, he was going off that weekend about um, it's true, though. There's a lot of execs in the, mu- in the music industry who are making money off Black Death. There's rap 
they're rapping about, you know, I'm shooting you, I'm killing mm. you, drug yeah, use, yeah. prostitution, whatever. And then a lot of that money is going into, you know, certain people's bank accounts. It was, way, it was way worse historically in the music industry than it was in Hollywood, frankly. They made way more money. Right. I mean, Elvis stole all of his songs from black people. Yeah, but, yeah. Right, but any of that shit. If you right. look at the deals behind the scenes, in my opinion, it's on the artists themselves to either check those contracts or not check those contracts. Because some of the best deals that were ever made we're black artists. I mean, I think Ray Charles was the only one to own his entire masters mm-hmm. at the time. Wow. And negotiating that at the time, like, I don't know what gave him the, the foresight because he couldn't see. <laughs> uh, nailed it. But uh, Well, he could see for a while. He did it. Um, there was <laughs> yeah. some other people Smart. along the way. Uh, fuck, man. I watched that uh, Wu-Tang Clan. Um, they had their own masters? So, uh, okay. Yeah. So he negotiated... For uh, like, like all, all the artists, yeah. So oh, RZA negotiated every single artist, and then uh, for ODB, huh. um, ODB wanted to be with Rest in Peace. Uh, if, well, I, it's it's never too soon to say that. It sure isn't yeah. for ODB, old dirty <laughs> bastard. Uh, but with that, the the reason why they butted heads and eventually yeah. went their separate ways was he negotiated that contract. He wanted to be with Def Jam, right? Uh, but another company, I think it was Islands, was offering him his masters, oh, and he wow. goes, "Look." Do the deal with the masters. This this is going to take care of your family in twenty years. Right. And his exact response was, "I don't give a fuck about the next twenty years. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be alive in five. Well, he wow. was right. Wow, he was. Well, I don't yeah. know about five, but, but he he's got what, a million he died, kids or something. Yeah, yeah, but he's got a million kids. Yep. That catalog would have taken care of everything. I don't know what ended up happening with the deal, and I don't have right. any insights beyond that. But five. Right. There is people along the way who've been negotiating their own deals and all that other shit. As far as a rap artist goes, right. if you want to rap about that life mm. um, and not have other people profit off of it, yeah. then spend some money, just a little extra, get your own lawyer, right. and then have them look through these fucking contracts. Right. Like, that was a, one of the big precursors to the whole Kanye situation probably six months prior was him talking about the contracts. But that's something Prince mm. talked about, you know, and it was a yes. story with Michael Jackson. When, when, I think it's Paul McCartney told Michael Jackson you should buy Masters, right? And then yeah. yeah, he bought he his own bought catalog the Beatles. back. Yeah. He, he, bought the he bought the Beatles. Beatles. He bought the Beatles as yeah. well, yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. the <laughs> most famous black artist of all time. And he, yeah. it was the smartest business Genius. decision ever. Well, yeah. I don't know if you could really call michael jackson black oh well, well he, started he was off that born way, that way yeah 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 he was born that way too was he yeah he moved sure. in a certain um, direction the speaking, opposite of pearson speaking of black guys actually no i have an update on pearson <laughs> oh shit oh, yes <laughs> his afro's grown six inches he's no on the way. there just, it is look at that afro i'm just gonna let you guys watch the video oh, six boy. six with the afro yeah six three in real life <laughs> that's chevy chase Cheers. Oh, boy. Oh, my God, dude. That kid needs a uh, sandwich. So they, is that after they voted him back in, Bob? Because yeah. I, I heard one of them got voted back in. Is that what it was? Yeah, not a great fist pumper. Yeah. Uh, yeah very Weak. white. It was very spaghetti. It yeah. was, it was, that's yeah. how I fist pump. I'm going yeah. to yeah. need to see this guy dance. True. That's a good litmus test. Before we can really sign off on this new fucking look he's got, because I don't know if we're asking. He black just breaks into the electric slide. Asking Wednesday, Dan. Dribble with his left hand and see what kind of ball handle is. Yeah. Do you remember those glasses That's you, how you do, do had to wear oh, so yeah. you could keep yeah. your your eyes up and, and dribble both signs? Yeah. Holy shit, dude. Well, at least we went there today. Uh, if he's going to caricature him. himself and make a fool out of himself, I'm going to tell some jokes about it. Why not? Fuck As I don't give a should. shit. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Down. Yeah, what's funny, though, with the Martin Luther King connection with him is, that in this day and age, the feds actually like him. 
right? Martin Luther King, the feds were not into him. No, right? they not were, at they all. were the whole Cointel Pro situation, yeah. and they were going after him. So this guy's got it made. I didn't know how bad it was until Trump released those JFK files. <laughs> I read them. Did you read them? Uh, not some, but I know some. I don't know if you have I mean, to cover the JFK, them for Tim I, I've written about them, and I, Ron Paul last night was on Tim's show, and did you hear what he said? I did. Where World War Three started with Dude, basically his assassination, so which is what's viral. Up. That clip went viral last night, yes. and Ron Paul was trending number one, and I watched it. It was late, because I, was, I, was I watched that Lakers game uh, yeah. after the Hawks, and I was like, oh, shit. Ron Paul just sat there. Zero fucks given. I don't know if he's about to die, and he's just like, look, Hasn't here's he all been the like secrets. Yeah, I don't cared. know. He's always been he's like never that. really cared God about saying whatever fucking he wants. So he goes, look, uh, the CIA killed you know JFK, and I yes. mean, he, he went deep into it. Dude, more recently, night. they yes. blew up the Nord Stream two pipeline. Yes, right? yes. he talked so, about that too, yeah. dude. JFK, Tucker asked Trump last yeah, night. Yeah, live on air. I don't want to say bad things. I don't want to say bad things about this country, but it definitely wasn't Russia. And you're like, what? Yeah, it's wild. I mean, with the JFK thing, I was looking at those documents just because I was interested in Operation Northwoods, right? Mm. You guys know about that. Yeah. And when that guy, the Joint Chiefs of, Chiefs of Staff, went to JFK with that, JFK was basically like, fuck that, and fired him, right? And then, so Northwoods, for those who don't know, was when they were going to do uh, false flags on our own citizens, and JFK said no. And so that guy's fired, and then he ended up taking over, I believe it was with NATO. Mm. Uh, I forget the guy's name, but he went, he went and was in charge of NATO, and was in charge of operations Blackwell. that were happening in Italy during the uh, years of lead, they call it, which was basically little Operation Northwoods happening throughout Italy during a crazy domestic terrorism time in that country. So I'm just like, they've been doing this for a minute, trying oh, to just yeah. sow discord, kill their own people if they have to, if it keeps them in power. Lemnitzer, is that the guy? Lemnitzer. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, re- the references uh, in those JFK reports that Trump released to Martin Luther King over and over and over again during that time period. Oh, the period? suicide letters? Holy shit. Yeah, no, so <laughs> shit, dude. Yeah. I yeah. was like, what? Yeah. And like Trump no didn't joke. give a fuck. He just released him. He was like, cool. No joke. But there's still more, I guess. There's a ton. Yeah. They, they, it's for national security. You know, I was, I went on well, a they big, had to stop, uh, Do you remember they had to stop him the night before? No. It came down so. to like the nth hour and they were like, hey, someone went <laughs> to the White House to Trump and they were like, look. Interesting. You can't release these. Well, you like, know I'm why? It's, it's, it's because George H.W. Bush was complicit in the murder of JFK. That's why. Now is we're he talking. one of the redacted names yes. in that? Yes, he is. Okay. Yeah, absolutely is. He was, so, he was, he, my understanding is from people I know that work at, have worked at the agency is he was running the knock program back then. Mm. Right, the non-official cover program, and he was in charge of organizing a lot of stuff that happened at the Bay of Pigs. And when the White House pulled air support, he was like, "You know what? We're going to kill everybody." H.W. something else. So I went down a rabbit hole with uh, President Carter. There's who, a book about this about H.W. Bush's what, you know, uh, the book. Yeah, what the fuck? Because uh, I love this stuff. When you say I President Carter, do you immediately smell peanuts? <laughs> I do. I can. Smell I, do now. Right now. Yeah. I do now. I do now. Smell that. Look, oh, bad president. But I think he gets a bad rap as a person because I do appreciate that on the campaign trail he was gonna. Re- he said he was gonna release UFO documents. Oh yeah, and he was all about. He saw a UFO in Georgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the story goes. I, this hasn't been confirmed that he when he got into office he went to the CIA. HW's there, and HW says fuck that. And other stories say Carter was crying from what he heard. I don't know about that, but I like adding that detail anyway. Yeah. And uh, and then Carter really never talked about UFOs again. Although he did write a letter to the aliens in the Space Voyager satellite mm-hmm. that went into space. Yeah, so it's got a letter from him and it's got a, a, a gold disc from Carl Sagan. Yep. There's a bunch of weird shit on there. What? There's some good songs on yeah. it. It's for a, the aliens? Yeah. So he, yes. they, they made like, this is what we want, we want the aliens to see first if they come into contact with our probe. So Voyager 1 is now out of our solar system entirely. Yeah. Which is the first human made object ever to do that. Yeah. So there's a couple of books. So where did it, where did it go? Sorry to interrupt. Uh, it, it went past. Um, 
first Mars back in, I think, the 70s. Then, then it went past right. Jupiter and took some pictures, a lot of our high-risk pictures of Jupiter. Then it went past uh, Neptune and your butthole. <laughs> yeah, Uranus. Yeah. And then we just lost, what, connection to No, it? we haven't lost anything. It's still, I think it, I think it for now, has I think enough battery for another 25 yeah, years. It's or got some like, shit like a, uh, something engraved on it that they believe if aliens were to find it, it could it's help math. them decode. It's how, binary. Right. And yeah. they, and they could tell them how to use a, like a vinyl record, I believe, because mm. they can spin the record. It's got yeah. uh, uh dark was a night on there, mm. like some Beethoven, uh, hello in like 50 languages. It's actually a really good record. It's uh, Carl Sagan it's called banger, it America, huh? Earth's Is greatest Is this something hits. I'd work out to today? Yo, definitely. Right. I don't know about definitely. work out. Maybe take mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely more so for the mushrooms for sure. Man. Yeah, so it's a Here's of one of them. It's great. Dark legacy is one of them. I don't know about that. Yeah, I got one of the get books. Into this. And okay. then Family of Secrets is the other one. Oh, perfect. This is a good one, and it's there's a there's actually a report that uh, Hoover wrote when he was still in uh, at the FBI linking H. W. Bush to the JFK assassination. Not surprised. So then, let me ask you this: uh, Do you think the reason for the pause on the rest of the files is they're waiting for him to die? Well, H. W. Bush is dead. Yeah, but oh, he is dead. I think H. W. is. Yeah, to Ron Paul's point, that was the beginning of World War Three, mm-hmm. right? Which means we're we're on the active battlefield. So mm-hmm. we we think in terms usually the national security apparatus declassifies things after fifteen years of non relevance. That's how they say it. Um, but if we're on the active battlefield, it's not going to become irrelevant until it's over. Right. I, this is, I totally agree. Like in, in the future, I believe they will look back at this. I wasn't even thinking JFK is World War Three, although I think Paul's got a great point there. I was thinking just the past ten years alone is they'll say in the future is part of World War Three. Just what we saw here alone, but it happened across the whole planet. Look at the yellow vest riots, mm. right? Yeah, uh, that was insane. Uh, and more recently, I was looking at Shinzo Abe's assassination. Yep. Yep. These things will be clumped together. And, you know, it will, will seem like a small amount of time, 50, 100 years from now, if they even have, if we're even around at that point. So you think Shinzo Abe might be the Franz Ferdinand of this particular it, world? One war? of many, I guess. Yeah. You know, because if you're looking at Ron Paul, uh, you know, JFK is also. So, yeah. and this it, goes it, back to what like you that. said earlier about the news cycle. Like, dude, that. Yeah. Seems like it was 20 years ago that, well, Shinzo, that right. Shinzo assassination. Remember you and I did the episode. Like, just it's a like year one ago. of those. Yeah, it was two years ago. I, think. I know. No, one year ago. One year ago. One year ago. So it's yeah. like one of those. One year. Yeah. One year. It's like, damn, dude. They turned on the Large Hadron Collider. Uh, that's my theory. You know about that? Yeah. Right? The fucking particle collider. Yep. And then a, a few days later, Shinzo got murdered, and then the Georgia Guidestones were blown up that same week. Mm. So, but think about like the the way we perceive all this stuff. It isn't necessarily even intentionally done by the government media apparatus mm-hmm. it's almost like a magic eye painting where you have to be at the right distance away from it to see what's actually happening you know what i mean yeah. totally and totally. it's and when you're in the in the middle of it i don't know that people really know what's going on it's hard because they're suffering we're mm-hmm. all suffering and when you're suffering it's hard you're just day to day right you're trying to take care of your kids yeah you're trying to pay, get the paycheck pay the bills you know i talked to a lot of people who aren't paying attention at all they no, know just know. the headlines, right? Yep. And but they don't even have time for the headlines or beyond the headlines. No. So they have when we talk about shit like this, there's just like oh, fuck, dude. The fuck and is wrong and, with and I don't notice it until God, you're so right. I don't notice it until uh, I go to like a function, like you know, coaching a, my kids soccer uh-huh. or baseball or something like yeah. that. Because all the kids are conspiracy theorists. No, and they won't shut up about it. Not That's them. how you raise your kids. Not them. <laughs> but when I talk to the parents, yeah. They have no idea mm-hmm. typically about anything that's really going on in the oh, world. Yeah. They have a vague preference for who they want politically. Yeah. Uh, and you can tell kind of who it is. Yeah, yeah. But as far as if you act, ask, ask, ask them like actual stories or things that were going on, they would yeah. have. I am the no Alex idea. Jones meme at any of my kids' parties because it's, it's bound to happen. My wife and I are, are deep down the rabbit holes and we'll go into all that shit. But will you talk to other parents about it? Yeah. I I mean, if it comes up, I'm not going to bring it up. 
but if something kind of comes up, I will not uh, swerve away. Yeah. <laughs> and because that's how I find out who's who I'm going to let my kids have yeah. play dates with. Right. Oh, that's funny. There's, like, a, there's, there's a way to do it that uh, one makes you seem a little less crazy and two yes. doesn't overwhelm the person. So you present basic facts and then ask them questions like, what does that look like to you? You right. have to let dip your toes own. in the water yeah, of that yeah. conversation. Cause yes. I'll, I'll start with something older first. If we get into the conspiracy stuff, cause if they're willing to hear this, you know, whether it's vaccines or whatever, I'll, I'll go back into history and we'll talk about Tuskegee. A lot of us can talk about Tuskegee, hopefully. Yeah. And if you don't know about it, it's an easy way in. Cause a lot of people feel like if it happened 50 years ago, 60 years ago, it's easier for them to believe. Right. Know? But that's, the gateway drug into the bullshit of today whatever yeah. and you're familiar with what happened there right? absolutely yeah they, they were running tests on them and uh like that continued for years yeah uh and that was why there was such a problem in the black community mm-hmm. all these years later yeah. of getting the vaccination yep. because of what happened to those guys well, back in right. the day and that, yes they were right i mean <laughs> yeah, we wrote it right into it. the constitution to be a little bit distrustful of government and everybody's mm-hmm. just sucking the government's dick all of a sudden oh every day and dan's so sad dan can speak on this because he's you know was in the military like how many fucking shots did you guys get oh uh, well, they i none i didn't take any of them you but didn't like, back in the day like when you first entered, did they make you? Uh, just the normal, like... Like the regiment. Uh, uh, well, no, that, it wasn't that complicated, no. Okay. Uh, uh, it was... Um, it might have been after you got out. Remember the SARS controversy? Like and the DP, whatever the fuck DTAP it is. DTAP or... DTAP, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I grew up at West Point, so mm. I was civilian, but all, like I grew up around the military. Yeah, we a got lot the, of those dads saying they we, got a lot of... We got the general ones that if you were like with Doctors Without Borders and were going to Kenya or something, right. you would get all those. Okay. But then they started to introduce, like they tried to make me take swine flu. I was like, no, nah, I'm doing that. Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you were Not, able to decline still at that point. Uh, well, no, they told me I wasn't. I just told them that I was. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Um, you know, a strong constitution will get you pretty far. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, people that's, that's are very rare. uncomfortable with confrontation. So if you just say no yeah, a lot of times, especially if uh, – if a lot of people say no all the same time, usually that'll that'll get it done. Yeah, like with the government, about the, that power. The, the governance, disinformation governance board. Remember that? Mm. How the Department of Homeland Security wanted to set mm-hmm. up a department inside mm-hmm. of the department to censor the internet. Yeah, and mm-hmm. everyone was like, uh, mm-hmm. "Nope, no. we're not doing that." And not only did it not happen, but that one got fired and jettisoned completely <laughs> as far away from government service as she possibly could be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She runs Budweiser now. I hear. Oh, yeah, boy. that's where she's at. Boy, uh, <laughs> since you brought it up, we'll talk about it. Um, oh, no. There, I saw a good meme. It was uh, Terry Crews uh-huh. holding a Bud Light, and then it says, uh, uh, after one Bud Light, and it's Michelle Obama. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've seen the, the big mic ones yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. One. So you said on a show last week that uh, Budweiser was going to craft a statement and then possibly release it. That did not happen. Yeah. Um, and mm. he, so here's the other thing. They've now, I mean really gotten to the bottom of who was who did it oh yeah and it's a girl who went to harvard oh you've seen her yeah she looks like the prime minister from new zealand which is already to me is a terrifying thing yeah just that lady i don't know what she looks like she's like a skeleton scary hair yeah this is her kind of talking about um, she's a prime minister her strategy wait this is the woman from budweiser yeah okay i haven't seen it great she's the play this real quick businesswoman i had a really clear job to do when I took over Bud Light. And it was, this brand is in decline. It's been in decline for a really long time. And if we do not attract young drinkers to come and drink this brand, there will be no future for Bud Light. So I had this super clear mandate. It's like, Mm -hmm. we need to evolve and elevate this incredibly iconic brand. And my, what I brought to that was a belief in Okay, what does what do, what does evolve and elevate mean? It means inclusivity. It means shifting the tone. 
it means having a campaign that's truly inclusive and feels lighter and bitch. brighter and different and appeals to women and to men <sighs> mm-hmm. and representation is it's not sort of one the person has ever picked up a, a booze drink you and said you know in what the work and we had this hangover really i mean inclusivity. Been kind of, a inclusivity of bratty kind of out of touch humor and this bratty out of really touch humor yeah. this whole this, ratings for this all show. of this Another fucking equity inclusivity tranny bullshit that's going on now it's just hipsters from the 2010s remember how they ruined mm-hmm. everything yeah mm-hmm. only fucking hillbillies drink pbr for 90 years and now fucking oakland is like oh fucking do you drink pbrs and they're walking around the street i swear to god and fucking overalls and shit yeah with their pant leg rolled up i'm like i'm gonna murder everybody <laughs> i think actually there's a, a historical precedent with bud light and the gay community because of uh, the, in the '80s, they donated a lot of money to AIDS research. Yeah, and well, he, but here's well, the other probably caused a lot of AIDS too because people making bad decisions on Bud Light. Here, well, but here's the it's other part of this: is uh, the actual gays are pissed off that they were catering catering to transgenders mm. um, because that's competition for them, and like that's been an infight as well. That I that's not a world that I'm super familiar with, but I've been tracking this story, and it's not what I heard with Bud Lights <laughs> with what? Oh, you saying I'm I'm fucking some dude? Are you saying I'm a bottom? He's about to pull up a clip. Yeah, yeah dude. Pull it up from college. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but with Bud Light in particular, know your audience. Uh, that It's been the same for a hundred fucking years. Just don't yeah. get involved in this shit. I, at all. Right. If, you're, if you're a... Bud Light is not a category of one like Nike is, but they are still ahead of the competition. Nobody's, nobody's close to them. Coors Light is not close to them sales-wise. Right. right. And that is the other premium light beer. If you're going to call it premium light beer. A, a non-craft, just fucking right. uh, whatever. And why steer into the fucking tornado? I don't understand I don't know, that. but my wife had a great point last night when we were uh, talking about this because I didn't know that they had found the woman and gone through all this other shit. But she said, and this is from a woman herself, she goes, why is a woman even in charge of branding for a male product like this? And I don't have that answer either. Like a a female Brown University CEO of like uh, Monster Energy Drink. No. You know what I mean? It needs to be a Kyle bashing through walls. Like I'm not the guy who's running Lululemon. Uh, Also like. Uh, We're running Hard AF Seltzer for Christ. These these are the two guys running Hard AF Seltzer. I'm not running Lululemon. You should not hire me. I should not be your spokesperson. At all. It's a drink it's, made for drunk nobody assholes. Nobody wants to by see drunk Delco <laughs> and Lululemon pants fucking lifting, doing legs three days well, a week. I don't know. He's got a nice fucking butt. I mean, that's all I wear, though. <laughs> I understand man. that, but that's still not the audience. It, you know it, what I'm saying? It makes perfect sense to me that a brand as big as Bud Light is trying to get every human being alive to drink it. Sure. That you, makes sense. You, but yeah. what, what this, this is crazier to me than sending a trans person six cans with rainbows on it. Yeah. Because this is yeah. her being like, we want to get away from... The people who drink our beer. All you poor yeah. white pieces of shit. That's your I know. whole it's your, it's your whole audience. And the, the biggest business lesson I've learned over the years in all these fucking meetings is find a niche, exploit it, and for whatever you do, do not try to please everyone in the entire world. If you can just capture 50% of a market, if it's Democrats, Republicans, men, women, whatever it is, you're going to be worth a gajillion dollars yeah. at the end of the day. It's when you start trying to include everybody yeah. in the world for your product, yep. it never goes well. Yep. Like, ever, dude. Well, they're kind of they're grandfathered in. They, because well, they were, every, everyone did drink it. But now it's there's a fractured sp- market now. It's yeah. a fractured market now, and you've got to stick to what works 
and then just keep exploiting I wonder, bats. I wonder also, if they're playing the long game, and if these types of big corporations are on to this idea of falling from the gra- public's grace, good graces, and then knowing they can have a redemption arc and then make more money down the road, where they'll do something that everyone's going to love, and then everyone's going to be like, oh, we love Bud Light again, because people do do that. As individuals in Hollywood, we used to love the redemption arc. Now the corporations have tallied, you know, tally hoed onto that. To that point, I took an investor call yesterday about Hardy F. Seltzer, and he goes, you know, one of the smartest things Budweiser could do right now is buy a brand like yours and say, fuck yeah, America, and all that shit to kind of help overcome right. this. Yeah. And I was like, look, we're, we're far from that because we still have to get out to every, every state and all that right. stuff. But I go, yeah, it, it makes total sense when you say it, like steer closer to your audience and everything else. When you try to include everybody is when you're fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's yeah. like this isn't even the dumbest version of it. This Dylan Mulvaney has uh, this dude has a sponsorship deal with Tampax. Tampax yeah, and yeah. Nike and, uh, and all this shit. No, no, no. Yeah. Forget yeah. about Nike, right? Because dudes wear fucking leggings sometimes. I don't sure. like it. I think right. it's weird. Yeah. Uh, wearing a sports bra is kind of out of pocket probably. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, but Actually, uh, t- no. What, that's what exactly are you doing with the tampon, bro? <laughs> yeah. How is it going mm-hmm. and how's it getting bloody? Yeah. Right. yeah right. They put out a commercial for that, I think. We can pull that up now too. Are you um, kidding? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I was like, um, holy shit. No, there I, are, I are like soccer players wearing... Male soccer no. players wearing like chest binders or what? Like it's what is it? What are they? Are you oh yes, that? you're correct. Um, I uh, well, it's about, not a it's not a chest binder though. It's a fucking flak jacket. Right. Yeah, yeah. So yes. you don't get hit so, in the chest to get uh, what do you call it? Commotion cortis. Because those balls are coming in at like ninety miles cro- an hour now. Players yeah, wear too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've no, seen no, no, those. The, the soccer players, it's more for movement. I think. No, soccer players. It's it is a a light yeah. chest protector for. Okay, uh, sorry, I was really confused because I was thirty seconds behind, chest. and I thought Rob made me take my headphones off and get on the microphone because I was the expert on chest binders and I was going to hit him. Yes. So, but yeah, now that we're cleared up. I'm no, they're <laughs> look, soccer players are rifling these fucking balls, dude. I, w- I was watching that Rowdy's game the other night. And I was like, but it could be oh, just a, shit. It could be a compression shirt. I mean, baseball players wear them too. Yeah. Compression shirts, yeah. sleeves, stuff like that. But that the intent is to um, not pull a muscle and not to disguise the fact that you have human titties. Yeah. No, no, no. I know what you right. mean. But I'm saying, like, it, it, is, it sort of acts like a male sports bra. I think. Sure, yeah, but that's not what Dylan Mulvaney was no, doing. No, I know, I yeah. know, but I'm saying, like, with the. Yeah. You just have an offhanded comment on the sports bra where I was like, I see soccer So you're directing the weird. entire show to make your fucking. Yes. Benign point about <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, All we're right, talking cool. about Dylan Mulvaney. We're giving her more press. So it's like. I don't well, you know, keep like, saying her, but that's yeah. a dude with a dick. So <laughs> like, who gives a shit, right? Like, it, they, gave, they gave her six cans. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, but six Tampax, cans? Tampax didn't give her six cans. They gave her a fucking sponsorship deal. Six cans? Just what do we care in? about tampons for? It's not our... I care about the epistemology that we all agree upon. The fact that there's objective reality in the fucking universe. And, and that we have that to that pretend. I refuse to participate mm-hmm. in somebody else's delusion as they mock women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, raising kids in that environment is insane. It sucks. I have two little kids, and you know, I think it's just absurd that we have to navigate a world where people have a different language now. And you don't know, you know, I don't care. I'm not going to agree with you on a language if you think a man can be a woman or or whatever, because I'm I'm not going to around my kids. Right. Because it's a mental illness. Right. Right, right. So it goes back to my whole conspiratorial conversations at the kids parties. When when a kid has a birthday party, I'm going to bring it up because I'm going to know who can I hang around with because I want to be myself around these people. I'm not going to have to button it up. Right. Uh, and with the Dylan Mulvaney thing, like, uh, it's one of those things where it's just like, dude, yes, people are talking about him, I guess, but not in a positive manner. I'd highly doubt after the sales numbers from AB come in, they're going to they're gonna do that shit anymore. Um, it's just not 
Uh, it's not realistic. So if we, you're we need brand. to remake that man pond commercial. Remember that the one that Jimmy Kimmel did on uh, <laughs> the man the show, man show back yeah. in the day. Yeah, yeah. It's basically just a big cotton wad that soaks up ass sweat. So yeah. uh, the but, market will correct, right? And uh, they'll get away from this again. The like, danger is, yeah. what if it doesn't correct? It will. I don't know. Money rules everything. So like, if it doesn't work out. The system will just correct, yeah. and we won't have to deal with this. But anymore. in a world where they just print money, I don't know if money matters anymore. I don't either. You know? Like that's the thing. I want to agree be, with you. Like so, the anecdotal reports from individual distributors and bars throughout the country say that Budweiser really fucked up here. They've lost what? I, supposedly four or something. Oh, yeah. I, hey, four. so I got. A we lot. have photos. I don't. Mm, I don't know. <clears> if yeah, you can but tell I, it's I, I trust <laughs> data. I don't trust any of that. Stuff. Me neither. But we we we've been sent photos from various locations. We're in yeah. like over two or three hundred places, and like. And some of these stores, we're, we're right next to Budweiser and Bud Light right. and all that other shit. And it's like, ours are fucking half empty, three quarters empty. Theirs are still there. Uh-huh. That's coming in a lot more and more. And I keep fucking hearing about this in yeah. meetings. Yep. I don't think you're going to know for a full quarter what yeah. the actual damage is. For sure. But when that quarterly report comes out and then yeah. you've got to go to your shareholders mm-hmm. and talk about it, mm-hmm. that's when the whole world's going to collapse. Yeah. And the problem is you're not going to be able to fire her right? because that's a quote-unquote diversity hire by just having a female in there, (laughs) right? Because it was all dudes before, and then they're like, oh, great. Now we got to have a female. president or whatever she is. Correct, yeah. yeah, Yeah. yeah. The the, the president of, or is she the president? She's vice president of of branding or some shit. Okay, yeah. For (laughs) Bud Light. Yeah, for for Bud Bud Light, right. Which is not, like, it's different than Budweiser or anything. Totally. No no other brands were in on that. Right. But it used to be a boys club all the way around behind the scenes there, and then we're like, oh, hey, we got to change this. Yeah. Even my wife was just like, "Why? It's for dudes." Yeah. I don't drink. Well, she, she doesn't drink Bud Light. People, like, I don't yeah. drink people also have a very short attention span. So uh, immediately, there was there was one or two types of people that had a problem with this. One type of person said Coors Light, which has also done quite a bit of gay stuff over the years in the gay community. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. who cares about that? I don't right? care. But yeah. the people who are so uh, up up in arms about this stuff seem to care a little bit for for whatever reason. I don't know why. Um, then the other people are like pointing to some craft beer or another. I haven't seen any major brands step up into the gap here. No, right. which you would think would happen. Yeah. I would. I'm surprised uh, Jeremy from the Daily Wire hasn't made a beer. Yeah, Jeremy's <laughs> beer. Where's he at? Jeremy's yeah, beer. It's Jeremy Light. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's probably cooking it up right I'm now. Sure, I'm sure he Honestly. is. Honestly, uh, I just wish that I, I appreciate that the outpouring of frustration with it because it's just like an absurd world where the corporations are now bowing to this bullshit. But I wish they would take this outpouring of hate and direct it towards our government who does actual terrible things. Mm. Right? If we could all band together and and uh, direct that disgust towards the government i'd feel a lot better yeah you, and, you and know like, saturday night live did a really good sketch on this one time where tom hanks episode it was a fucking game remember this bob it was a game show you could actually black jeopardy oh yeah, yeah, yeah black yeah, jeopardy yeah, yeah. yeah it was so good and it's like if you get a oh, super yeah. conservative or libertarian person in a room with a super like not one of those people mm-hmm. and just like start making kind of vague statements about what the government does, they're going to agree on pretty much everything yes. Yes. until you start talking about candidates and political parties. Exactly. And yeah. You, know you have I mean? to remove the labels for people to kind of get back together because we can agree on the government has mm. done terrible things. And that's, like, how you, that's how you know this is not a political war. It's, it's just class warfare. It's just the aristocracy versus everybody else. Right. And by the way, like yep. no one, like with the Mulvaney thing and you talk about raising your kids or whatever, that's all fine. But like you hear about that, do, do any of you know about 
this fucking dude who like, and we hear about Jay Pearson, right? The yeah. fucking Tennessee. Yep. That's a state lawmaker, right? Right. That's a state lawmaker. I should know his national, name. You should Correct. know his name. Yep. You know his name you don't know is fucking Missouri State Senator. This news just broke today. State Senator Mike Moon, one of 12 or one of 50 representatives on the Missouri in the Missouri Congress who uh, vote like voted to keep child marriage legal. Yeah. He got on the floor and said he children as young as 12 should have the right to marry with permi- and that, permission. That guy, what was his defense? That guy, I don't, so I don't know anything about him. I don't even know what his party is. And I'll make a blanket statement for this, this right now. Yeah. Drug out into the streets. And yes. just either him doing it himself or somebody else. Like, Flayed. That should not yeah. be Flayed a fucking thing that exists in this world. Go full Bolton on that motherfucker and flay him. <laughs> and and I, anybody no, that's what, never hear that. What party about, is that guy from? The Republican Party, if he's in the Missouri Congress. Yeah, I don't know. Rep- I don't yeah. know anything about Missouri. He's, he's Republican. Yeah. I, don't know, so I don't even need a party to make a yeah, fucking judgment on this human being. of their house and like 70% of, of their, their Senate is Republican. Yeah. It's, it's pretty... It, I don't know anything about Missouri. What are child his defenses? Marriage, All I can marriage. say is, Good as far God. as the issues are concerned, yeah. if that what is what he is championing for, fucking gotta go. It gotta go into space, my, my man. <laughs> With the Voyager space, a space or yeah. or an ocean yeah. or an island, yeah. a but Shutter that, Islands, that's a, that's wherever a, that is. That's a clear cut one, but so should be the uh, Restrict Act that we're going to talk about on Fake News tomorrow. This act the Republicans are trying to build to cancel out uh, TikTok domestically. Stupid. It is. The Patriot Act 2.0. Yes. And it's all inclusive for the internet. It is an open ended piece of legislation that criminalizes anything they say is illegal. It's right? insane. Yeah. It's insane. And this is the Republicans. The party doing of free speech. Yeah. 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 There, look, there's a bunch on both sides that I don't agree there's with. only people like, on both sides. Fuck. Politicians are cunts. All of them. Yeah. There you yes. go. Yes. Yes. We have, again, remove the labels from these politicians or these movements and we can find common ground again. Because we do agree on a lot of this stuff when you when you break it down for people. When I had these conversations with a lot of people during like the uh, Black Lives Matter protest, I would just t- stop saying certain buzzwords in conversations, whether it's, or, or names like Trump, and just talk about actual issues. And we, it was yes, 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 we can yeah. agree, agree. The second you introduce a type of buzzword, it's oh my god, it's like a grenade. Yeah, my buddy Michael Schellenberger, one of the guys that worked on the Twitter oh, yeah. files, yep. he re- he wrote that in his book um, that uh, he doesn't he intentionally doesn't use names like trump and biden because once you say those names in a conversation smart people get really stupid really fast so true yeah that goes right back to the what i experienced in the college world. put that guy in fake news bob for tomorrow uh the moon guy i i, I would like to look look up on this i mean 12 year olds he wants 12 year olds to get married he says he knows he says he knows 12 year olds that got married they're still married today okay he needs to be oh, investigated oh so they're happy <laughs> man <laughs> Check what? his fucking basement. It's like it's like, out. it's like you're on the side of a ledge and then you just try to clap over your head. You know what I mean? God, dude. And just let go. That, that was not the smart move there, brother. Dude, who is no. this guy? We'll find out tomorrow. We'll make sure to blast his fucking name out. Uh, in the meantime, I want to talk about your book yeah. uh, that's out now. just came out. Tales from the Inverted World, Ghost of the Civil War. First of all, what made you want to write this? Uh, so this is the second volume of the Inverted World series. And uh, at the end of the first volume, I was on Tim's show. It's like October 2020 or 2021. And some guy reached out from Washington, Georgia. His name was Clint Brantley. And he, was, he saw me, saw me talking about weird shit. And he invited me down to go uh, look into what the, uh, the myth was, which was a Confederate gold. Supposedly gone missing in this town. This is the same town that Jefferson Davis dissolved the Confederacy in. So it sounded interesting. I flew down a week or two later and met Clint. And within 30 minutes, 
I was I, I thought I was going out for an article and I turned into a book. I knew within that 30 minutes just because of who I was meeting and crazy shit I was experiencing with um there was like a, a TV crew that ended up becoming kind of like competition with me down there. Uh, this one girl's boyfriend threatened to skin me alive. Uh, saw this girl uh, screaming. With a knife? Uh, I don't know what he, he didn't specify the knife. I wish he did. He yeah, had a, a beautiful uh, Louisiana accent uh, from the oh, Louisiana? Yeah. Louisiana. I got the recording on the phone. It's in the, uh, we, we serialized this uh, book on timcast.com first so you can hear him actually saying it in one of those episodes. But yeah, I went down there looking for the gold. Turned out all these other crazy stories were happening and uh, I, I kind of went down there for a, a year uh, every few weeks just kind of looking into stuff so you were sneaking into abandoned cemeteries yeah yeah there's one cemetery in particular on this old uh, piece of property where the confederates were said to have walked through that people believe uh, gold was put in the, t the graves uh, no one knows where it is like that tv crew who was trying to find it they didn't know did they bring gpr like get ground penetrating radar oh, so I had a guy for GPR mm. to come with me and he bailed last minute. I think he got afraid because people keep getting threatened uh, yeah. for looking. And, and this guy in particular, he was great. Everything was cool. Um, a lot of people were really hating on us down there because I'm out. First of all, I have a Yankee accent. Everyone kept saying, I'm from New York. They're like, you're fucking Yankee. So they're a little trust untrustworthy of me carpet already. Carpetbagger. Yeah, carpetbagger. Clearly, I'm fucking down there making money. Brand. Yeah, I felt good. I, yeah. I like that name. You know, I was going to put nice. on a shirt next and wear it back down there. But people were getting pissed. A few people showed up to Clint's house uh, and, and threatened him. And, you know, you go to the bars, people talking shit uh we heard stories about the local government throwing other people off the gold trail they'd be like go look over here when it's really they think it's over here because everyone wants to find the gold mm -hmm. uh so so yeah i think the gpr guy probably got word of some of this and he just didn't answer his phone calls at all uh so i had things lined up which is a bummer and i honestly i was thinking about digging into a grave i had done a little bit of that uh, many many years ago in a past life and i was not going to do it again especially sorry you were a grave digger oh or, way to sorry, put it way to put, it, way to put a label digger. on it i just said i don't want to use labels i found a great bone in a grave in beacon new york and it was look it cost me 10 years of really bad luck oh, um, boy. yeah i put it in a dishwasher it came out really white after that but uh so I, I don't rob graves anymore not anymore yeah yeah, yeah don't do stop kids, doing that do not do that but uh yeah so i found that abandoned cemetery looked around i mean it's, it's hard to say i think i think there's gold out there i think it's probably in some uh underneath some pine fence posts that don't rot or in some chimney wasn't there some, some movie where there foundation. was a bunch of confederate gold on a on a like a conf, on a submarine sahara oh, was that yeah. sahara yeah with matthew mcconaughey oh, oh shit oh, hey. a, it wasn't a submarine it was a uh, uh ironclad that, oh it was like, an armored a, boat that's yeah, yeah. with penelope cruz i'm looking for gold man oh <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome um but with that so uh i we i shared this story in ross patterson revolution bob's a big civil war guy as, as well awesome and yeah uh, he was he's on the probably on the wrong side. Yeah, his his parents had slaves up <laughs> yeah. until like a week ago. Yeah. Um, they just let him let him go. But uh, uh, so my father was a, a disc jockey. Um, he was a radio DJ cool. like back in the day, like for, for real. Yeah, you know, awesome. like the morning drive, the whole shit, oh, right? That's great. And so um, where he lived uh, in Chattanooga at the mm -hmm. time, mm -hmm. um, and then he lived in Dalton, Georgia. After that, uh, there was these Civil War battles that had happened behind yeah. there mm -hmm. and he was a big he was all in the civil war he had the metal detector and the whole thing and so on the weekends we would go out and look for stuff mm. and we found bullets we found uh belt buckles oh, we cool. found uh needle i mean you you name it wow. like we found we found a fucking cannibal oh, um yeah we, had, we actually had to turn that in because i guess there could have been They'll come for you something in it or yeah. powder in it or yeah. something like 
but anyways, um, he shared the story on air similar to this. Uh, a listener called in during a break because they had commercials. You know, it's normal FM radio. Yep. And he said, you know, deep southern accent because I was in the studio the day. Hey, TK, man, uh, you can't be telling nobody that you're looking for for Civil War stuff or they're going to they're gonna find you. Yep. They're going to follow you home. They're going to whatever. And he was like, no, you're being paranoid. Words of wisdom. So what you're saying is if I do indeed want that stateside kill, <laughs> yep. I just need to go down to Washington, Georgia and yeah. poke around a little bit. I'm there comfortable. Yep. There I'll go with you next just, time. Yeah, let's go. go. It's I'll great. Shit. It's so great down there. cut to two days yep. later. Yep. Uh, my dad comes home, no. shuts the door, and kind of panics, right? Uh, he had a gun in the house. Right. It was always in his, uh, like a, a sport coat jacket in a pocket, right? Um, so I couldn't reach it, I guess. And I saw him go and get it. And I was like, what's happening? I don't know what's, what's going on right now. And he said, I, I think I was followed home. Mm. Um, and so as the weeks went on, two, three weeks after that, uh, we saw one guy, saw two guys, we saw three, and then five. They were all out there with metal detectors. They picked that entire woods clean. Uh, in less than Holy two weeks, shit. every single artifact, anything that was in the ground, trees, all of it, because a lot of the bullets were lodged in the trees as well, yep. and then they were they were digging them out of there, was gone, and his favorite hobby in the world was eliminated in less Damn. than two or three weeks because everybody's looking for this. Mm-hmm. Now, what I didn't know until I got older was that uh, uh, a lot of people were trying to pass laws that this was a historical ground, and if it was in the trees or in the ground or whatever, it stays there. Yeah. And then they have guards and and all that <laughs> other stuff. And uh, yeah. this wasn't one of them because it was an apartment complex that was built upon oh, this wow. this battlefield. Yeah. And uh, you know, as a kid, it was one of the coolest things ever. Yep. But it was all ruined in a matter of weeks just yep. because he talked about it on air. And they did follow him home, yep. and they picked it all clean. Yep. They're vultures. I mean, within minutes of me being in that town, I, you see people with metal detectors. And they are immediately reluctant to talk to anybody from outside of town because they don't want them to find what they're looking for. Right. Right. And on my way down to Washington the first time into Georgia, the news was breaking about, I believe it was in Dense Run, uh, Pennsylvania, where finders keepers are uh, treasure hunters. Mm-hmm. They found gold in Pennsylvania and the, the feds ran in and took it all. That's still, I think, in court now seeing about really? who, who owns it. Right. Because, you know, in, in Washington, Georgia, I'm talking to historians and people down there. They believe it belongs to the feds, even though they're bitter about it because they're like yes. descendants of, of Confederates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. Like, yeah, but it, it belongs to those, those the, the feds. Uh, so if I found anything, I'm not saying anything, you know. I well, look. So here's the way I viewed it, and um, because this is the way my dad viewed it was yeah. he uh, thought it was an interesting part of history. It belongs yeah. in a museum. It, it, yeah. Well, he also had no desire to sell it or or profit off of it or anything like that. Although. Right. You know, he was living in an apartment and probably should have, uh, you know, looking back on it. (laughs) He didn't. He just thought it was interesting and it was a fun hobby. Mm -hmm. Whereas a lot of these guys are trying to make a shit ton of money off of this. I mean, if I found like a thousand pounds of gold somewhere, I'm definitely going to get it melted down into a giant cost. 100%. (laughs) I would would sell it, but uh, maybe some of it. Guinness Book World Record, most biggest gold cock. Biggest gold cock of all time. You fucking Yeah, that would be fun, but it's a lot of money. the, The gold wouldn't be worth as much as having the giant gold cock no not at all. the value yeah. goes up once yeah. it's in a cock form. yeah it's yeah i mean that's basic math so what, what was the most interesting thing that you found i, I may allegedly have found i wish i found things uh i what became what started as a search for gold turned into just fucked up debauchery like i it was ufo sightings i don't even believe in like aliens like that 
but I okay. saw some fucked up shit in the sky. So I'm like, all these things turn into uh, like side quests where I'm looking for the gold is my through line. But I, I'm I'm talking to this woman who thinks she's possessed by a ghost of a lady who was mur- who was the second lady hanged in Georgia for murdering she her is. husband. She is. Oh, she is. Yeah, I know her. She's, she, she's, she's, she's she's in a fucked up relationship. Her her boyfriend's the one who threatened me actually. Ah. Uh, so I'm like, that's a quest. You know, I'm looking uh, for the gold down this other family's property, and I'm I'm talking to this family about their problem with their their possessed goat, uh, who's who's uh the goat lives on the grave of where the husband was murdered you Mm -hmm. know and 200 years ago so you know all those things i'm collecting just ridiculous stories i'm talking with an inbred ghost talker medium guy yep his powers he says come from being inbred uh, well, well, that extra chromosome really helps. Sure I, does, it, dude. He's got it makes something you stronger. going on. He's got something. He was warning He'd be me. Champion of the UFC. He right was now. warning me about the Ukraine Russia thing before I went down, and before the Ukraine Russia thing. He didn't say Ukraine Russia. He was like, war is going to break out. I'm like, all right. Between, but war is always going to break that's out. What I'm is, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Nostradamus, my, calm the fuck down. My skepticism rain this year too. <laughs> my skepticism is so high, but uh, yeah, I wish I actually found things. You know, I I didn't. I was just on a wild goose chase the whole time. Well, that's Gonzo journalism right there. Like you go, you go into an event. And you're right about the sprawl and not the event. That's that's what real Gonzo. That's that's is. how I feel. I mean, I, I do love Hunter and I love uh, you know, the Kentucky Der- Derby is decadent and depraved, and yeah. I love here and we love we love the, the fucking, Derby. The yeah. 500 man is one of my favorites. The, it, the way he wrote that. Oh yeah, uh, oh, the fear and loathing on the Las campaign Vegas, trail, yeah. uh, all those things. <laughs> so I I do have that in mind when going out because the destination is not always as important as what I'm experiencing throughout. And all these people, just everyone had a different story. I do kind of find gold because it turns out there's a Bitcoin factory in town and it's saving the town from utter despair. Which and, what's that uh, in Washington, Washington, Georgia? Georgia? Yeah. Really? Is it Bitcoin factory? They must have really cheap that. energy there. They needed help because they they had a contract. This is so, going to be so boring, but like they, I'll say it quickly. They had a contract with an energy company where they were buying more energy than they needed because the industry left their town years ago. So they're they're in debt for energy they're not using. Uh, so Bitcoin gotcha. factory found them. And now they're you know making a ton of money Makes uh, sense. with the energy because all that. It looks like a bunch of chicken coops. By the way, so you don't feel crazy about this? Uh, I think this all actually exists. I mm-hmm. think the gold is is actually there. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem with it is is uh, where these people buried it and why. Yeah. It was dudes getting drunk in the middle of the night, super late at night, and like I yeah. don't think it's I don't think it's on the battlefields or places that you would typically look. Yeah, I think it's probably on their property stashed away somewhere. Oh, for sure. One of the most interesting things we found um, when I was a kid was a, a medical box. Um, um, like the work with the saw? Yeah, yes. Oh, I love those. So yeah. it had the saw on it, yeah. and then it had a bullet, mm. and uh, and it had uh, bite marks in it. Oh, shit. And so it was biting bite- down from when the amputation's happening. Correct. And so, like. And that's uh, lead, by the way. Yeah. So, you know, if, it, if the fucking <laughs> staph infection doesn't get you, the lead poisoning will. Yeah. And that was the, <laughs> that was the phrase bite the bullet. Was, but if you get too sick, we'll just what put some leeches on you, and you'll be fucking fine. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the, the bullet and all that stuff. So I, I still have that in my that's house. That's incredible. I still have. Oh, yeah. I, I have a ton of it it would just probably be too boring for a show like this but um it, I love that stuff. I, same yeah, here I love that stuff. same we've all got weird hobbies yeah. right yeah. so i've got a whole box full of it but uh, uh all of that stuff is super fascinating to me mm-hmm. financially i never looked into how much any of it would be worth right so because you did and all these people are clearly after each other to, to have all of this yeah. what are they doing with all the civil war relics and how much are they going for so i don't know about how much they're going for probably a lot but i think a lot of them are hoarding it i think a lot of them want it to have I want it to have, so I just have it. I even, I I've never even looked into it, yeah. and I've got a full box, a Jack Daniels they box. Don't even want, they don't even want to talk about it. 
You know, it took me months of like ingratiating myself into the town, like really becoming friends. And like, I like these people, some of them, not the ones who, who wanted to kill me, but like, I really wanted to know the stories. And there was a lady there who was, I think in her nineties, who, when she was a little girl, she met someone who fought in the civil war because he lived so long and she was born so long ago that they mm -hmm. crossed paths. So she has like a living memory of stories from him. So, you know, the big thing down there is historians are in a constant battle with the local lore that's passed down from families because historians believe one thing, they're all about documents. And I'm like talking to them like, I don't believe documents coming out today. So why would you believe documents coming out of a failed government like the Confederacy is dying. Right, right. They're definitely not telling the truth about the money they had because uh, they're afraid of the Union taking mm -hmm. it. So I'm you know, talking to these people, there's a constant battle of what a story even means. To me, I take more, I, I, I kind of give more credit to those stories that are passed down. As much as the historians talk shit on it, I just can't trust documentation, especially after the last five years. You know? And if you look at back in, at JFK. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. so... I don't know. I, I think they just want it. I think they like having it. I think they, be, they believe it belongs to them. They're fan, they are direct descendants from the American Revolution. The battle of uh, Kettle Creek happened in that town, mm -hmm. which is like the, one of the bloodiest battles of the revolution. Uh, and the, those people, those, those men, their sons fought in the Civil War. And so down there, they basically look, look at it as if two generations in a row fought an invading force. That's how they talk about it. Oh, yeah. You know? uh, still to this day, by the way. Oh, to this day. Um, and I know this. I know uh, Confederates' uh, items were worth more than Union because there was more Union soldiers. And oh, so having something from the Confederate was, was more rare, something like that. that. Makes sense. But I've never looked into the that prices and everything else. Yeah, I think it probably depends on what it came from, too. You know, if it was something connected to someone in the cabinet, like if it was Davis you right. know, or, or, or Robert Toombs, those people, uh, which is why the Confederate gold is probably also wanted because it was with Davis the whole time and, and there was like jewels that were with it. Uh, and I have a theory in the book of what I think happened to the gold. I really do believe, I think I know what happens to it. Uh, I think, I think Can people, you share it or do, yeah, we, do we have I'll to get the book? No, I think people, I think people back then, so there was two robberies or mutiny and a robbery that happened in 1865 in May as Davis is destroying the Confederacy in this town. Uh, people got the gold and took off. Um, they, the, the Confederacy said they accounted for it all. I just don't believe that. I don't either. Because they left Richmond, Virginia with the gold as the Confederates are burning down their city. They didn't count it then. That's documented. So they, would, they actually said that. To me, I, I want to believe that because why would you even say you didn't count it? Yeah. Unless you're going to fuck around later. Um, but they didn't count it until they got to, I believe, South Carolina. But by the time they get to Georgia, there's a mutiny and a robbery. People get off with the gold. They say they got some of it back or they, some of them say they got all of it back. And I believe people just held on to it who were locals who basically were, uh, they saw the Confederacy as a done deal, as it was. They're desperate. They're not really loyal to Davis anymore. So they're going to take the money, hold on to it. And I believe they just held on to it for a long time. And you can see uh, that things were built uh, like 50, 60 years later that maybe, how does this town that's so poor, they had the depression, Finance they off had the of it. bull yeah. weevil, they had the, Sherman didn't march through there, but there were like marauders who claimed to be part of Sherman you know fucking uptown it was uh, like it's like miami being built by yeah, yeah. cocaine money it's it, yeah exactly yeah. except i think they, they they maybe bought built churches out of it or something because there's churches down there with with beautiful tiffany stained glass uh and well built, that's that's one thing they would spend their money on southern southerners yes. will spend money on fucking churches right bro. and if you have a guilty conscience about stealing you know yeah because if you if you read you know the old testament as much as i think those people probably did is in particular and stories of people stealing and what punishments are put upon you for stealing they might have a guilty conscience and 
it's just bizarre to me that a town could build something, so many things so beautiful with Tiffany stained glass at a time when you think they should just have nothing. Yeah, and then uh, to, to button this up, my personal feeling of why these people are hoarding it and keeping it mm-hmm. is I think everything that's going on in the world uh, today this is the last part of their heritage mm. from where they were. I yeah. mean, you're, they're tearing down Civil War statues and all that other yeah. shit. Yep. And I think to them, at least, uh, the people that are from these small towns in Georgia and everywhere else, they look at it like this is the last piece of evidence that we have from our ancestors. Sure. And we're going to pass this down and uh, and that's it. So, I, yeah, I, in I, a I weird way, correct. it's like I wrote a story a long time ago about an auction gallery that I used to work at. And there was a debate between people collecting Nazi memorabilia. And a lot of them were Jewish people. And amongst them, the debate was they should either destroy it because fuck the Nazis or keep it to pass down to generations be like, this is what evil can do, right? So, you know, I don't think, I'm not saying that's what the Confederates think because I think the people in Georgia believe they didn't give a fuck about slavery. A lot of them, I don't think even owned slaves. Like the percentage of people in, in the South didn't own a lot of slaves. No, it was like it was one, 1%. A very small percentage. They they literally just like these people are coming into our property. We're going to fucking kill them. You yeah. Know? I mean, so, you know, I'm sure you've heard somebody call it the war of Northern aggression before. Oh right? yeah. Because I certainly have. They also call it the second revolution. Yeah. Down yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, but so that's, that's not what it was. It. I mean, it, it was more about mercantilism than slavery, frankly, but. Yeah, I mean, they uh, also look at Sherman as a hero in the North, and Sherman mm-hmm. was a pretty fucked up dude, too. Oh, yeah. And I come from West Point, where we like looked up to Sherman. He makes dope tanks. You know, he, he makes dope tanks. <laughs> did make dope uh, tanks. But he did make dope R. tanks. R. But yeah, he does some, cra- does some crazy shit, you know, if you read his diary and what he says about. He, he helped uh, someone get away with killing a bunch of freed slaves in, on the March of the Sea. So all I'm trying to say is not everyone on either side is as evil or good as you probably think they are. Oh, yeah. Uh, hopefully we all, I'm sure people listening know that already. And but, us included. Us included. Are, are the three of us up here yes. today? Yes. Hold included. my feet to the fire. All, criticism is beautiful. Like you have to always uh, to look at us with a uh, like a wink. Yeah, winking and nod. A little winking and nod. Well, yeah. we can agree. Dumb. We can agree, though. Robert Lee, total nerd. Not a single demerit <laughs> when West he was Point. at West Point. <laughs> nice. How do you do uh, that yes. in four years? Yeah, and Lee came back and was superintendent, right? Yeah, he was very yeah. smart. And now what? they're trying to get rid of him there. What a fucking uh, dork. They, 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 left, they had Lee Gate. It was, I think, the, maybe the only thing left about Lee there, which is hidden at the end of West Point, and I think they're trying to get rid of that now. That'll be gone. Well, it's It'll always gone. good to erase history. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Always is. It always works out. We're <laughs> yeah. fine. I can't see the problem with it. Me neither. Yeah, I, I think we're fine. Yeah. We're fine. Uh, now's the point it. in the show. We get to uh, this thing called the Drinking Bro of the Week. Uh, it is someone who has inspired you or helped you become the person you are today. Who would you like to give the Drinking Bro of the Week to? <sighs> Man, I've been thinking about Teddy Roosevelt. He's Shit. my, he's my Drinking Bro of the Week. Fuck yeah. yeah. Uh, he's <laughs> on my mind a lot lately. That dude took a bullet while giving a speech yeah. and, and still gave that speech. Uh, yeah. I, I what would Teddy oh. Roosevelt? Oh yeah. Do, yeah, look, I got, I got him right here. Uh, you got him tat? Yeah, I got him right here. I got a good Teddy tat. I, I love Teddy. My dad put me on to Teddy. Uh, I've been thinking about him a lot lately, just because, uh, as a politician, he's kind of badass. You know, he didn't do his second term like he said. I'm not going to run again after he took over from McKinley. So he mm-hmm. didn't really have two full terms. He had like a term and a half, I guess. Uh, he he helped. Uh, actually with the environment and not an insane way. Uh, he gave us a lot of parks that I love. Um, and he did a lot of firsts, you know, first president to ride in a submarine, first pr- ride an airplane, first ride in a train, first to do all the ha- those handshakes that I think someone in New Jersey beat recently. But just a badass guy. He, uh, like first a, an to do actual reverse man. cowgirl. 
he was that yeah, yeah that was a, actually a beautiful day that is there's a beautiful photo of that uh which is weird that i don't know if uh it was a sketch artist yeah it was a sketch he sketched it while he was doing it yeah he's uh he printed it out on a dot matrix printer (laughs) it did yeah um it's called from behind and i think i think it's at momo right now we should pull that up yeah Yeah, actually i think christie's might have that one now yeah i think so i wonder how much that's worth but but just an amazing guy war didn't phase him he wanted to die at war and like that was like his last wish was to die at war couldn't rough, even get that. Rough Riders, man. Um, yeah. He, rough he made rider. that shit up. Right. Like, yeah, maybe DMX actually was a, a, a gateway into yeah. my love of Teddy Roosevelt for being a Rough Rider. That's a Rough Rider. <laughs> but that's, that's my homie. I like Teddy. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Shane Cashman, this was highly entertaining today. That was a good time. Oh, man. Thank you, guys. You're a great fucking podcast guest. Oh, thank you. Um, appreciate come back that. anytime. Definitely. The book is called Tales from the Inverted World. Ghosts of the Civil War. It is out uh, now. Amazon's the easiest, man. This will come to your house in 48 hours. Uh, Check it out, man. If you're uh, any good as writer as you are a podcast uh, guest, I'm in. (laughs) Shane, typically the writers bring us a copy of the book. You've not. Fuck. Yeah, dude. I'm going to send you guys We had a general on yesterday, for Christ's sake, and he he signed it for us. Terrible guest. Damn it. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) I'll order it now. Uh, Go to Amazon. Order Tales from the Inverted World. Ghosts of the Civil War. Shane Cashman, thanks for being here. Go to iTunes, rate the show a five-star, and leave a quick review. Also, head on over to Spotify. It's just a five-star. And you can walk away. For Danthony, Danthony Holloway, I'm Ross Patterson. This is the Drinking Bros Podcast. Good night, everyone. <laughs>